Long time no speak. I uh, hear ya. What's going on other than hanging out at the cons? Oh man, exhausted. I bet. I'm surprised you're on. Exhausted. You're a weekend warrior. That's right. I've been wanting to podcast for like three days, dude. You haven't or you've wanted to? I've wanted to. Huh. Since like Thursday. Oh, good golly. Mm-hmm. You're addicted. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yes. Well, why didn't you jump on the Ultimate Marvel podcast? Those guys don't record. Or DC. I think they're recording tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's no wrestling pay-per-view? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. I just don't ask know. him. I don't think so. Not today. Gotcha. I know Daryl just messaged me. As soon as I got on Skype, he said, no. Uh-oh. That's his new thing. <laughs> Preemptive strike. <laughs> well, I think they're recording uh, DC Noise tonight. Oh, nice. Keith and uh, Mike and Daryl. I sent no. a question their it's way. N- it's not a preemptive strike. He's just an asshole. Oh. Oh. I'm just kidding. I love Daryl. Did <laughs> um, you? What question did you send him? Uh, asking them. Well, they wanted non DC questions, so I asked them what was their favorite uh, aliens or predator run. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you? Uh, you didn't steal that from Valiant Central, did you? Because no. that was Paul's uh, Twitter poll last week. Oh wow! And we no. talked it about on the uh, on the most recent episode. No, I'm like four episodes behind on Valiant Central. Oh, shame so. on you! I know. Oh, I can hear myself now. Let me tell you, Nick. If you uh, if you podcast, you cannot use uh, noise dampening headphones. Oh no! No, because then you can't <laughs> hear yourself. <laughs> Well, maybe that's a good thing. I guess. I don't want to hear myself. Well, our, our, our oldest was watching YouTube videos on my computer, and she put her beats in here. And uh, she left them in. I was like, yeah, screw it. I'll just leave them in there. Yeah. Nope. Don't like it. And they make my Doctor... ears so hot. And Dr. Dre said, get them off your ears. <laughs> put some bass in those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Too much bass. Yeah. Hey, uh, we have a new sponsor for this week, Nick. Ooh, do tell. I didn't. I didn't read our registry, so <laughs> let me know. This uh, this this episode of the Nerd Legion podcast is sponsored by Doctor Bananas. Get your Doctor Bananas at drbananas.com. I don't know if that's a nice. thing or not. Um, nice. No, I went to. Uh, so this weekend was SC Comic Con, mm-hmm. and uh, I knew exactly who I was going to go see. It's the same people I always go see. Sure, sure. And uh, but anyways, I was walking around with the girls because they were looking at a bunch of stuff. And did I, they dress up? Yeah, yeah. Well, Reagan was uh, Frisk again. She was the same character from last nice. year. Nice. Uh, that Undertale video game character. Yeah. And then uh, Zoe dressed up as uh, Little Catwoman. Oh, cool! Which version of? You know the Zoe version. Oh, very good. <laughs> Was that just a ploy to get, like, some sweet, like, glasses? Some sweet sh- No, we couldn't find shades, so she got, like, a mask, a black mask ah. to cover the eyes. Uh, um, okay. She got some, like, cat ears, and, yeah. It was cute. I'll put, I'll put a picture up later. Cool. 
Um, she was very excited though when there was an actual cat, uh, Catwoman cosplayer. Yeah. And uh, she's like, "Daddy, I want to take a picture." I was like, "Go ask her." And she was so cute. She's like, "Can I take a picture?" Which version of Catwoman was the cosplayer? The latest one. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Not the Jillian March one. No, no, the one that started with um, oh man, what's his name? God. Well, you know what? No, no, that one was a little bit different. But it looks a lot like the current version. Okay, good. Um, so, yeah, so that was cool. And the girl was super sweet. She's like, oh, she's like, yeah, I'll take a picture with you, but only if you take a picture with me. And so nice. she, she had us take a picture with her as well. But uh, anyway, so we're walking down, up and down the aisles, and uh, I go down aisle 200, and uh, I get to the end. Because I always looked at, like, to see what indie stuff is there. Sure. Um, I wasn't planning on getting any commissions or anything this year. I just went to hang yes. out. But uh, I always look to see what's out there. Because uh, usually what I'll do is I'll get a commission from an indie artist, generally like a, a Valiant character usually. Of course. Um, but from an indie person that doesn't work on the books or anything. Um, so I'm looking, I'm looking, I get to the end, and what do I see? I think it was booth 233 or 223. Oh. I see this big poster and says, Luke Foster. I was like, Luke Foster? I know that name. Mm-hmm. So I walk to the booth, and there's Luke Foster in his amazing Hawaiian shirt. Okay. And I look down on his table, and he's got <coughs> copies of Dr. Bananas, issue number one, two, and three. So nice. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Bill and Mike talked about Dr. Bananas on uh, Geek Brunch. I think it was, I don't know, I want to say like a month or two ago, maybe longer. Uh, but it's been fairly recent. And um, Luke used to do podcasts on uh, the Taylor Network. Um, oh. So he's friends with Mike and Bill and Daryl and all those guys. And uh, I never thought that I was going to see Dr. Bananas here. Huh. But apparently Luke is traveling the country with his Dr. Bananas. And uh, so I picked up a copy. And let me tell you, because I know Mike and Bill listen. Mike and Bill, <laughs> you guys got it all wrong. They, they, they were saying that Dr. Bananas was about a drunk monkey who rapes children. I just made that up. Oh, my. Um, but I read it, and it wasn't anything like that. And it was freaking hilarious, dude. I loved the hell out of it. Um, That's it's, great. It's, it's kind of an old ages book, and nice. uh, it's in the style of Rick and Morty. I don't know if you ever watched that. Probably not. Um, no. Yeah, well, but I I know I know of the character. You know sure. of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Uh, I mean the art style is similar to that, um, and it's That's like that uh, Dan Harmon. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And it's you know like weird comedic things yeah. happening in the book. I want um, to watch it, but I have not had cable for ages. Uh, so. I hear you. I don't have cable either. I know, but you do things nefariously and through magic, so I don't have those powers. That's true. I have a wizard named Ronnie. <laughs> so, um... <Nice. laughs> so do you... One quick question. Do yeah. you have the book handy? Um, I do. I do. Because since he's a sponsor, you should be pimping out how they can get a hold of his book. You know what? By going by going to what site? I should. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, usually well, I, we throw that out. 
while I find that, let me uh, briefly talk about the book. Uh, yes, it's, go. It's, it's definitely all ages, and I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have the girls read it and see what they think. Um, I don't. It seems like maybe I don't know. If, well, you know what? Reagan likes weird stuff, so she might. Um, but it seems like it would be more appropriate for Zoe's age. Nice. Um, I don't know. It just seems that way. I could be wrong. But uh, Reagan does like cartoons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a a monkey. Hey, do you like monkeys, Nick? Love monkeys. Do you like bananas? Uh, yes. I eat probably five bananas a week. So yes, I would have to say yes. Do you like magic? Of course. Okay, fantastic. So you're going to love this book. Okay, so Dr. Bananas is a wizard. He's a monkey Ooh. with a green cape. Is it a talking monkey? It's a talking monkey. Okay. Um, he's got a he's got a, a arch nemesis. I can't remember the arch nemesis name. Okay. Uh, who steals Doctor Bananas' hand? And Ooh. his hand is super magical. So Doctor hey. Bananas can still use his magic, but not as much as when he had both of his hands. So Doctor Bananas tries to throughout the issue get his hand back. And uh, hilarity ensues. All kinds of okay. weird, weird stuff happens. Um, and I won't tell you if he gets his hand back or not. Yeah, don't ruin the ending. But uh, because he doesn't have his hand, he starts aging through the issue. And so by, by the end of the issue, he's a, a gray old man monkey banana doctor magician guy. Oh. And then stuff happens. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, where can you get it? I don't know. Um, I know you can get uh, you can get a, a digital copy for ninety nine cents, or oh. you can order a printed copy at uh, Indie Planet. But um, I'm sure you can get him directly from Luke. He's on Facebook. Uh, I would think so. Yeah, I mean you can find him on Facebook. Matter of fact, after I so I went to his booth, and I was like, "Oh my God, Doctor Bananas! I've heard about this." And he's like, "You have?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, Mike and Bill were talking about it on Geek Brunch. And <laughs> he's like, really? I said, yeah. And I told him what they said. He's like, I'm going to have to check this out. So he went and he listened. Oh, and he's like, um, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, Mike and Bill. I was like, yeah, I'm Martin. He's like, oh, Martin Ferretti. I was like, yes, that's me. I'm Martin Holy Ferretti. Holy cow. Um, You're internet famous. That's so funny. That's what my kids said. Um, because, you know, since it's usually the same creators at these cons in the southeast mm-hmm. and i try to attend most of them um every time i would go to a booth to talk to a creator they'd be like oh hey martin and i'd be like hey so and so like blah 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 blah. and when we believe the booth like the first one they didn't say anything but after like two or three um zoe was like daddy you're famous she's like everybody knows you and uh we went to the valiant booth and i was talking to dinesh up there and I gave him a copy of the Valiant Database uh, exclusive variant cover for X of Man Nice. Yeah. And uh, he said... I've only, I've only seen pictures. <laughs> I'll bring you one as he tweets it. No, don't worry about it. People need to buy those. <laughs> Dude, I have 800 and something copies. I know. I can spare Time... one. Okay. I, can spare uh, I won't one. say no. So uh, he's like, oh, awesome. He's like, yeah, he's like, I've seen the pictures of it, but I hadn't seen the actual book. And uh, I was like, yeah, it's a present for you. So he's like, 
have you signed it for anybody? I was like, no. He's like, you need to sign it and per- put first signed copy on it. And so I did. Son of a bitch. And the He's girls, on to you. The girls were like, oh, my God. It's like people ask you to sign stuff. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty I'm sort. I'm sort of cool, kids, just to let you know. Just so you know. I'm kind of a thing, guys. Yeah. Kind of a thing. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so Luke Foster was awesome. And uh, matter of fact, I, we were messaging last night uh, on Twitter. He, I was trying to find him, and I couldn't find him. Because mm-hmm. Luke Foster is apparently a very common name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but luckily, he found me because Martin Ferretti is not a common name. Right. And, uh, so we tweeted a little bit back and forth. And um, I read the book last night. really, really enjoyed it. And uh, I would have had the girls read it, but they were freaking exhausted, dude. I was just about to say, how could you not have been totally exhausted? Yeah, I mean, like, we got home at, like, 6... And I left again about seven fifteen, seven thirty, because there was a drink and draw last night. Oh God, what are you doing? So I oh left them God. here and went to that, and you know I got back at like midnight, so they were they were passed out. But my wife said they went to bed at like nine or nine thirty. Wow. Um, anyway, so yeah, so Luke and I messaged a little bit back and forth last night, and uh, I really dug it. So I was like, I'm gonna swing back by. So I, I went back by today. And I bought uh, issues two and three. And uh, he's like, you know, he's like, I listened to that uh, episode of Geek Brunch and Mike and Bill are completely wrong. <laughs> so anyways, he was glad that I uh, that I read it, uh, even though I was um, I was led astray by uh, podcasting legends, Mike and Bill. Do you think they just got it mixed up with another indie? No, 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 no. I think they were just messing around. <laughs> ah, okay. They were just messing around. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, no, the, uh, the drunk monkey part was kind of a joke and that they threw out at the beginning of the episode. And it just kind of gotcha. snowballed from there. Nice. So if you see Luke Foster at a local con, uh, go pick up Dr. Bananas. It's awesome. I loved it. Um, it's great. Like well, I, said, I appreciate him uh, and the whole Dr. Bananas crew sponsoring this episode <laughs> of Nerdy Legion. Yeah. Very generous. He's uh, he's at Cartoonist Luke. So I'm sure there you, we go. you can find him on Twitter. and Yeah, hit him. him up. And I don't even know, but he lives in North Carolina, so he's not even that far from me. Shazam. Shazam. But he's one of those North Carolina folk. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, uh, there's there's people that were at this con that hadn't been before. Um, creators think, or like, people cre- you know? Creators okay. or people that I know. And gotcha. uh, I don't know if you know about the Giant Peach. I mean, you've seen House of Cards. Uh, the film? House of Cards on Netflix. Oh, I saw the first season and a half. Okay, so you may not have seen this because I think it's in the second season. Um. But uh, the main character is from Gaffney, which mm. is here in South Carolina. Okay. Um, it's one of the last cities that you're in before you get to North Carolina. Mm. And in Gaffney, there is a – it looks like a water tower, uh, but it's a giant peach. Yes, I did see that episode. Okay, but this giant peach, depending who you ask, looks like maybe a boob or a butt, maybe mm-hmm. even some say a vagina. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, it was funny seeing people comment about the giant peach as they were driving down. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, even though Georgia is the peach state, Nick, South yes. Carolina grows the most peaches by volume in the entire country. So Georgia is a liar, is what you're saying. That's you're exactly this what I'm episode. saying. I'm, I'm stating a fact. State. This is not an alternate fact, okay? We've moved beyond that, okay? The FBI investigated our connections to Russia. They determined not an alternate fact, true fact, okay? Now we're presenting only true facts. So we're, we're going the back to the media. classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not we're the lying back... media. We're the real media, okay? Right. We're like the Fox the News. Classic, uh, how do you even call it? I guess you'd just say truth. Yes. Right. Yes. It's so weird to go back to that state. It is. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Very it's odd. Hard. But uh, yeah, good times. Good times. Um, so I, no uh, commissions. No, I got no commissions. I bought a ton of trades, Nick. Now I have to ask: Was this okay? Even the trade buying. Was this just like the tables are right there so you can grab them? Because I'm sure wrangling two females is a duty among itself. So looking through boxes is almost a no-go. So not necessarily. Um, Okay. So for some reason, Zoe is like super into Catwoman right now. Cool. Like super out of nowhere into Catwoman, Uh, which I don't mind, of course. Yeah. But, um, so that's what she wanted to dress up as Catwoman. And as soon as we got there, she's like, I want to find Catwoman books. So because of that, it allowed me to do a little uh, long box diving of my own. Nice. Uh, Of course, making the excuse that I was looking for Catwoman, which, I mean, I did, but Mm. I also was looking for other stuff. Sure. By Um, accident. Yeah, by accident. Totally by accident. And this was Sunday or Saturday? Yesterday and today. Okay. What was the best deal? Uh, who had the best deal on trades? Like, what was it? Buy one, get two free? Buy two, get one free? No, there, there weren't as many good deals as there have been in the past, I'll be honest. Oh, um, man. But uh, there was one guy that had um, $5 trades. Ooh. Um, All right. Yeah, so that was pretty good. Um, there was another guy that had half-price hardcovers. Oh. Um, but I ended up not getting any of them. Okay. Because um, all the good ones are gone. I didn't see that guy until today. Sure, um, sure. But the uh, the $5 uh, trade guy, I mean, I see a lot of those at a lot of cons. $5 mm-hmm. trades. Uh, I got a bunch of stuff. I got a ton of X-Men stuff. I got a lot of the Age of Apocalypse stuff again in trade. Um, I well, gotta... go through some of this stuff. Don't just breeze over it. This is the people demand mo- to hear more. Or uh, I demand to hear I, more. I don't even have them here with me. They're still in the aye, car. Ill prepared. No, I got a bunch of them. They're still in the car. Well, okay, go back. The X Men. Are you talking pre Claremont or post Claremont? Post Claremont. Okay. Are you talking Claremont or are you no, talking no, no, like okay, post ninety? Yeah, okay, yeah. gotcha. 90s, 2000s. Stuff that I haven't okay. read because I dropped it when it became terrible. Oh, so you got $5 trades of stuff that you haven't even touched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Okay. Yeah, got Found those. Um, found a lot of Mark Wade stuff. Like, um, what did I pick up? I picked up Daredevil, I think. Yeah. Um, one or two trades? I can't remember. With Marcos Martin? Yeah. The new stuff? Yeah. 
Ooh, that Marcos Martin. Well, you know me with Marcos Martin. Oh, I know. I know. Um, Mamacita. What I get? I got a Miss Marvel new one, not the old one, Kamala Khan. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I've read it. Uh, I've got the floppies, but. That's a shocker that that's a $5 trade. You think they so? They must have really pr- printed tons of them. I guess. Because it's so popular, you would think that they could burn through those I'm pretty sure. well. I'm sure. I'm sure. But, but good, good on you. I got that. Um, I got AVX, which I never read, and I know uh, a lot of our friends hate it. And that's fine. Uh, you know what? Can I can I be a contrarian? To I, them? Oh, please! Oh, yes! I got news for you. That gets a lot of hate. But if you go back to because I'm right now I'm reading Inferno crossovers for our upcoming book club with Daryl Taylor. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, follow follow Daryl Taylor on Twitter, uh, the voice one, two, three. Um, but I'm reading the crossovers and the crossovers remind me of a versus X. Interesting. Because almost every one of them is like, Hey, what's going on? Or like, Spider-Man backing up and he bumps into Wolverine or Captain America and then they look at each other and they just have to fight. For whatever dumb, stupid reason, it's the 90s, let's just fight for eight pages. Sure. And that's sort of what A versus X is. For me, A, A versus X is not really the story that they want you to follow. It is when is... The Hulk and Juggernaut gonna fight because I always wanted to know who would win in that fight. Oh, and here it comes. Now they're gonna fight. Mm-hmm. And that, it, like, if you just look at it like a fun slugfest, that's all it is. Well, that's that's, that's kind of what I'm much doing. All it is. So I've been avoiding it because I just didn't want to get it because of what everybody says about it. Yeah. But I figured for five bucks, like, even if I hate it, it's five bucks. Yeah, absolutely. So, so don't so, donate that to the library. You'll feel happy after you do it. Yeah, there you go. So psychology tells me that I'm gonna love the hell out of it because I only paid five bucks. Uh, hey, dude, that's exactly where I am with ninety nine cent or quarter bin diving. Yeah, you're gonna um, find entertainment value for five bucks. Since you mentioned it, I did find that um, Inferno crossovers for five bucks. What? Yeah, there was a copy in there. I was like, oh shit! I guess I will read it. <laughs> That's a lot of co- that's a lot of issues. That's what I said. I was like, bucks. this is pretty hefty. Holy cats. Uh-huh. Cuz they originally sold that as like a hardcover omnibus even though I don't know if I'd call 400 pages an omnibus, but sure. whatever. Sure. But damn, 5 bucks. Five bucks. Shit. Wait a go- and there's some good stuff in there. Yep. There's some McFarlane Spider-Man. Yep. Yeah. Good go. Good on you. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see if it was if worth five you, bucks. If only you could have found some Starman for five bucks. Uh, there was a Starman. Um, I think it was a hardcover. Oh, but not for five bucks. Mm. So I didn't get Miracle it. Man. Miracle Man, Miracle Man. That's what it was. Oh wow! I was just going down the list of stuff that you want to read. Uh, no, 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 I did find some Miracle Man, but it wasn't five bucks. So I just kind of left it alone. Gotcha. Um, plus, like, I mean, the run that I read, I, I love so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I want to read that Alan Moore stuff, but I haven't been able to. Yes, you do. You know? Yes, you do. You know what I would love to find in those five-buck boxes, even though I know I'll never find them? Yes. Is the Judge Dredd 
case books. Oh, man. Those black and white ones. Mm -hmm. Even though I'd rather like to read them in color because that's where I initially read them. Mm -hmm. But they're so big and meaty. And if I could get those for five or eight bucks, I'd pick those things up. That's what she said. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Uh, it sounds like you made a good haul for probably not spending too much money. uh, I mean, I think I ended up spending... I got like 15 trades. Yeah. Um, not all from there. Um, like I got, but five. still under a hundred bucks. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. yeah. I got yeah. a, I got five at the Valiant booth because they're five for thirty bucks. Nice. Um, and then I got one from Venditti. I got the Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps in Volume One. Um, uh, the new one. Yeah, the new one. Okay. The gotcha. one he's doing for gotcha, DC. Because gotcha. uh, you know he's not doing Valiant stuff anymore. And yeah. uh, I still support him. I mean, I've known Rob for years, and every time that I go to, I buy something from him. He also of always course. gives me something for free. <laughs> really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like, I'll buy something, he's like, and also have this. Um, yeah, Rob, Rob's awesome. Well, you know, we got that uh, that Italian connection. We, we we share grandma Italian grandma recipes. Sure. When we sure, hang out sure. at the cons. Sure. Um, Rob, dude, like that is one of the coolest creators you could ever meet. Rob is awesome. Uh, he seems that. Yeah, he is awesome. Um, yeah. He doesn't usually do a lot of con appearances outside of Southeast, though. Cause, you know, no, he doesn't. Kids. So. Never never seen him in Chicago. Yep. He yep. might he might have made appearances, but there was a couple blackout years for me. So. Yeah, I got you. I, di- I didn't even want to see, because I knew I wasn't going to go to any, so I didn't even want to look at the guest list. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why hurt myself? Well, you know, he's, he's doing pretty good over at the D.C. Yeah. I'm the, sure. The direct comics. So, uh, must be, must be sure. tough writing a book every two weeks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Actually, it was funny. Uh, <laughs> I started off uh, by asking him how much he hated Exo Man of War. Uh, Matt Kent's Exo Man of War. I'm, I was kidding, of course, and he knew that. Because okay. um, him, him and Matt are friends, of course. You know, mm-hmm. they, they started at Top Shelf together, uh, what, like 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, so they've known each other for as a matter of fact, um Venditti was he worked in the mailroom at Top Shelf when Matt Kent and Jeff Lemire at the same time were doing their first books for Top Shelf. Their first Yeah, I knew there was a work. Lemire connection somewhere there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how all three of them know each other from Top Shelf. Yeah. Uh, well, but good Vend- on him. Venditti wasn't even doing comics then, he was working in the mailroom. Crazy. Crazy, right? And now they're all uh, comic big shots. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yes, yeah, so I talked to him a little bit about other stuff he's coming, and it sounds pretty exciting. Uh, That's great. We uh, we made fun of Green Lanterns. Um, not really. He did not make – Robin Diddy is uh, – he's a very polite human being. And uh, I made fun of Green Lanterns. I don't know if you – have you read that, the new one? Is that the uh, Sam Humphreys? Yes. I have only read the Batman trade that we talked about from Rebirth and the Rebirth original special. Okay. So okay. that's it. Fair enough. Well, Just because I've been waiting for the trades to come in. That, so. That's the book that starts uh, every issue with, Hi, I'm Jessica Cruz and I'm a Green Lantern. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. And she can't use her powers because she has anxiety and this and that. Uh, yep, and it doesn't always come off very well because of that. 
But I when, heard it's very clunky after listening yes. to DC Rebirthically. Yes. So. But when they do the villain issues, awesome. Anyway, so <laughs> so what really happened was I made fun of Green Lanterns, and his comment was, they sell really well because DC puts some money behind it. He's like, they don't promote my book. And so, of course, I had to suck up and say, they don't need to promote your book. You're Robert Venditti. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. But you know what? He's a good team player. He so. sure is. He sure is. And what can I? Oh, can I give you a little analogy after saying something like that? Because I course. always, whenever a like a store person, uh, and this just happened to me at my comic book store, uh, first time, first time, long time, and it's been ages since I've been to my local comic book store. Because mm-hmm. I don't buy physical comics anymore, sure, sure. except uh, I just did. Um, but I went in and I asked. Uh, I asked them for a review on one specific comic and they're like their answer after looking at it. And there was sort of a pregnant pause Hmm. was, well, it sells pretty good or no, it sells really well. And I just looked at the person just like Robert did with green lanterns. Yeah. I just looked at the person and I said, that's what I used to say when I worked at a record store and someone would bring me up Kenny G instead of John Coltrane and ask me, <laughs> what do you think about Kenny G? That would be my response. Wow. And, and they were like, no, 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 I don't mean it that way. And I'm like, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But I, I can respect that he's a team player. Way to go. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he was awesome. Um, I finally got to meet a friend of Aftershock Central, uh, Joe Pruitt. And uh, he was awesome. The guy that runs Aftershock Comics. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which, of course, we've talked a bunch before. And uh, he gave Jack. Jack was there from uh, Ultimate Marvel and Aftershock Central. He was there. The so, Jack Sutherland? The Jack Sutherland. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. So we got shout-outs at the panel, and uh, we got Love it. shout-outs to the uh, podcast at the panel as well, so that was cool. Oh! Ho, ho, ho. Did you get anything, any freebies thrown your way? Um, I don't know if I can talk about that, Nick. Oh, brother. You know, really? <laughs> You're so, so highfalutin. Okay, now I have to ask, because all, of course all the listeners are asking. Hold on, they're tweeting me. They're asking me all these questions. Yes, continue. They're asking me live right now, even though we're not live, but yeah. I'm assuming they would want this question answered. When, right now, you're such a big baller. <laughs> when are you going to be dropping Nerdy Legion and moving on to your own Martin, the Martin Ferretti show? The Martin Ferretti Hour? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when will that be happening? Uh, Me and the listeners need to know. So, so I actually thought about doing like a half-hour show with just me, um, but I'm not going to because I can't even find the time to continuously put out I Am Gotham. So, until I was I gonna can... say you do that, you do that already. It's yeah, called exactly. I Am Gotham. So un- until I can have that on a regular schedule, and uh, that that's not going to happen. I enjoy uh, doing this podcast with you way too much for me to uh, not do it with you any longer. Well, I love harassing you, and if I couldn't do that twice a week, uh, my heart <laughs> my heart might break just a little bit. Yeah. 
Uh, no, I thought I did think about doing uh, another solo show, but like I said, until I can get I Am Gotham back uh, where it's supposed to be, I'm not going to start that. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you know the one uh, the one podcast that I've been meaning to do, and yes. that's been mulling Years. around. And yes, it has. Well, uh, I I would say officially I've taken it back for the last eight months. I just need to get off and start doing it. Well, I mean, it was always yours. Yes, but then it then it became co-opted, and now I've no, regained no. the reins. No, let's 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 rephrase that. It was not co-opted. Um, somebody else had the idea, and I said you should talk to Nick. And this person said, <clears throat> and uh, this person doesn't exist in this universe anymore, so it doesn't matter. And and still has never done anything with it. So. Mhm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mhm. But he, anywho, he who shall not be named. Thank you, Donald Trump. <laughs> what? Well, he's a Trump supporter, so that makes sense. Too close. Uh, too close. Too, close? too, too soon. Yes. Is that too soon? You're too close to the sun. Okay. Too soon. Too soon. Pull back. Pull back. Um, of course, so I. Uh, yeah. When yes. when I need to know. Yes. Let's. We have to circle back. Let's circle the the train and bring it on back. Okay. Circle your back. Continue. The aftershock panel. Oh yeah. Who was on it? It was just Joe. How many things did you get Tony Harris to sign for me? <laughs> and when am I going to be meeting Warren Ellis? Go. <laughs> um, it was just Joe. He was the just only one. Joe. Yeah, it was the only one. He was the only one from aftershock this year. At the, at the con. Last year they had uh, Paul Jenkins was there last year. Um, wow. And I'm trying to think who else. They had a couple of people there last year um, along with their marketing team. This year it was just Joe. Joe and his son. Or his daughter, excuse me. Nice. Um, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, uh, How many people were there for the panel? Uh, it wasn't very many. As a matter of fact, all the panels were pretty small. Dang. Um, see, this sounds like the best con ever. Oh, well, yes. Like, this if, is my type of con. Like, like, this is like, hey, where was this at? Oh, it was at the Hillside Holiday Inn. You know, oh, the no. one that's above uh, above the, the freeway. Oh, yeah, that one. That type of, like, so, oh, that sounds great. So this is at the TD Convention Center, um, which is a fairly large place. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the numbers are this year. Um, they were expecting more than last year. And I think mm. I think last year was about 15,000. Jiminy Chris, do you think people just don't want to go to panels or you're going to panels that aren't, hey, this is Scott Snyder's Batman? No, no, no. Type panel. Um, because okay. they were, I think there were six or seven panels yesterday and four or five today. Um, and the most crowded one was Mark Wade. Mark um, Wade was there. Yeah, Mark Wade, Bart Sears. What? Uh, um, oh, what's his name that does uh, Jupiter's Legacy? The artist. Frank Quitely? No, no. Oh, maybe he worked on it. Delatore? You know who I'm talking Robert, about? Roberto Delatore? Maybe that guy. Okay. Was it him? It was oh, I... Frank Frank Quitely did uh, Jupiter's Legacy. 
Yes. The first one. Yeah, the first you're one. talking the yeah, you're gotcha, gotcha. The other yeah, guy. Absolutely. Okay, good, good, good. Um he was there. Um and somebody else I can't remember. Um <sighs> and that panel I mean, I wanna say there were maybe seventy five people in there. Are you freaking kidding me? I'm serious. Like all the panels are small. All the panels happen in two rooms. Wait, was the okay? Now, what was the title for this panel? Was this like Cross Gen: The Next Generation? No, no, no. It was like something, something. Oh, and Frank Cho was in that panel too. Are you what? Seventy-five people. Dude, I'm telling you, people don't go to the panels at this convention. Like, if it's titled like Mark Wade History of Comics, sure, I could see people showing up for that. But I, if it's titled, like, Cross-Gen, yeah, The Next Generation, then uh, I'd, I'd be I'd like, be all over eh. that. Of course, but now I can see why there's 75 people there. Uh, no, it had their names in the title of the panel. Uh, let's see. Dang! <clears throat> see, this is why I don't go to panels at C2E2, because it's jam-packed. Okay, and usually called... the sound system is so bad, you don't even want to go. It's Artist Panel with Frank Cho... Sanford Green, Bart Sears, and Wilfredo Torres. That's the one. Son of a bitch. The one that but Mark then, Wade was in. But there was, was no... Oh, okay, okay. Mark Wade wasn't part of this one. Okay. Good. No, that was the artist panel. Mark Wade was in the <laughs> writer's panel. The writer's panel was yesterday. That's Tinny Howard, Van Jensen, Ron Mars, and Mark Wade. I can't believe you just, like, glossed over Ron Mars. <laughs> Ron Mars and Mark Wade are in the same panel. Like, yes. that's like my childhood wrapped up right there. <laughs> what the hell? Well, of course, I mean, I'm in his presses there, and Ron Mars is back with them, so. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, believe me, I follow him all the time. Yes. Um, hell, I, fo- I follow Daryl Banks, just yeah. hoping that those two will connect up and do something again. <laughs> <laughs> just like, come on, <laughs> just do something. You you got to remember this is a, you know it, it's not a huge town that we're in. I mean obviously people are coming in from all over the place because the, sure. the city that we're in is, I mean I think the metro might be like sixty thousand people right, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. maybe a bit. Well I mean with the metro like including if you go out like let's say twenty minutes outside Greenville City, we, you might say a hundred thousand people. Um, so it's not huge but. I mean, this is the South, so cities are a lot smaller. Um, but even but then, still, like to have fifteen thousand people in a metro area of say a hundred thousand, that's pretty damn good. But fifteen thousand people, five thousand a day. Let's just divide. Let's say there were at the time there was a thousand people walking through the convention during this panel, and only seventy-five people showed up for that. Right. Sign me up. Right. Like even even a crappy PA system, I'll be close enough that I probably can hear them talk. And that's funny because at the Exo Manowar panel yesterday, mm-hmm. um, Adam uh, Freeman, who's their sales director, mm-hmm. he said something into the mic and just busted it. Ooh. And the whole sound system went down. The power of his voice. Yeah. Well, apparently it wasn't him. Apparently something ran out of batteries. And so that's why. But, uh, I mean, even then, there were, I don't know, 40 people in the room, 50 people in the room. 
dang, that sounds great. Yeah, I mean, that, I do like that, you know, and, and on the floor it's crowded, but you can walk, kind of. But yeah, at the panels, I, I, no I problem. will always expect the floor to be a lot more hellacious for my uh, claustrophobia than a panel. But C2E2, they purposely try, they either do the most indie of panels, the most, like, spotlighted, honed-in panel, like, uh, sewing 101 for Kasume. Mm. You know, it's like, it's so honed in. Like, how many people can you expect at that panel? Sure. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like Scott Snyder and Stan Lee talk about the history of comics. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, that's going to be flooded. Forget about it. Yeah. Like, there's no middle of the road. And yeah. the, that's that's why I usually don't even try to go to the panels. They're just, it's a clusterfuck. And yeah. I don't want to waste half a day waiting in line for a panel. Sure. But, I mean, nowhere near San Diego. Don't get me wrong. I've heard the horror stories there. And so so I, I never go to, like, the entertainment panels. Um, I yeah, because it's that, a comic convention. Yeah, I mean, I assume they do well because sure. those people have lines all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so at How this... many wrestlers were there? None, but there was this Macho Man cosplayer who was freaking awesome. What version of Macho Man? You know, like the crazy glittery Macho Man. Was it the snap into Slim Jim, or was it yeah, like the pink and yellow Dude, Macho all right, so, so at 4 o'clock today, yeah. um, the girls wanted to go see the cosplay contest. Nice. So we went up there, and he was he was in there. He was in like the beginner category, or whatever. Hell yeah! But he goes as soon as he walks out. I was like, holy shit! It's Macho Man. Yeah. He had like this pimp ass gold glitter suit <sighs> with like crazy colored scarf. He had the crazy sunglasses he used to have. Yeah. Massive beard. He goes uh. up there, and what does he do when he gets center stage? Throws out into the crowd a handful of slim jims. Smart. Yes. It was awesome. Working the angle. Working the angle. Love it. So, uh... How did the girls like the first... Is this their first... No. So, uh, Re Reagan, I okay. think she's been with me to four other ones. Four other contests? Uh, conventions. Oh, you mean the kind of the, like the contest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they enjoy the contest. Oh, but is this their first one that they've been to, the costume contest? Yes. Because those are so impressive. Like, even if you never, ever had any interest in sewing, as soon as you see that, it's like, I sort of want to learn how they construct that. That sure. is crazy. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Yeah. But uh, in terms of the cons... How, how busy was that? Um, It was busy. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was busy. I mean, the all the seats were taken, and there were people standing up in a couple Dang. of the aisles and in the back. Oh, great. Okay, cool. But the difference it, is... You, the don't difference want your, is you don't want your girls to be like, let's go to the costume contest, and there's eight people sitting sure, there. Sure, right, right. Then all of a sudden, it doesn't feel cool. But see, the difference is the, the cosplay contest is on the floor, right? On the show floor. Um, off on one side. Um, whereas the panels, there's only two conference rooms in this convention center. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and both rooms are fairly small. Sure, so, sure. I mean, you're never going to have a big crowd anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, 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 I don't see the bigger room 
being able to hold more than 200 people, 250 tops. Gotcha. Um, but yeah. So, How many uh, Harley Quinns were in the costume? Not contest? as many as last year. Oh, in the wow. contest, none. Wow. Oh wait, okay. no, yeah, there was one. There was one. Okay. Uh, okay. The animated version Harley Quinn. Gotcha. How many Gamoras? No Gamoras. Dang. Um, there were a lot of anime characters. Okay. Um, how How about uh, video game characters? Video games. There were a couple from Undertale, which that's what Reagan plays. And that's what she cool. cosplayed as. That's perfect for uh, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there were a couple of those. Um, there were there was one Overwatch. Oh wow, nice. Okay. Uh, there was a couple World of Warcraft. Um, a Dragon Age character. Nice. Um, then some comic characters, Macho Man, and then hmm. the anime stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds good. pretty awesome. Yeah, and you know, I was talking to somebody about Dragon Con, um, Anthony Bell, not to be confused with Aaron Bell. Um, he's he's in the Valiant uh, fan group, and he he lives outside of Atlanta, so he goes yeah. to Dragon Con. I um, yes. And he said he likes coming here. Because the thing about Dragon Con is it's pretty much just a, you know, like a weekend-long party of yep. anime cosplayers. But that's like the real – that's the mecca. Sure. I, I get that. I get that. Right? Like yeah. you want you want to look at professional people. These are like people that are going all out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. That's great. Um, now, who was the surprise? Who was the person that you're like, oh, wow, I, did, I haven't seen that person in ages. Or I didn't think they did cons. Uh, so did I you met, see anybody like that? So I that? met Denny O'Neill. Uh, very <sighs> briefly. What? How? How do you bury the lead? <laughs> what are you? Are, are you? Are you like guesting on Gotham by Geeks later this week that you want to surprise us on their <laughs> their podcast? Damn it, give give Nerdy Legion some exclusives, Freddy. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about it first here. I, hey, I, if I didn't pull it out of you, no, I mean, it was, it was ten coming. minutes later. It was coming. Okay. Um, you yeah. just sort of walked up to him. He was walking around. Well, kind of. So. That was going to be my first stop yesterday. Wow. Um, because oh, I, wait. This is the con that you were discussing with me. Like, what comic book would I take to have him get signed? Yes. And I took okay. none. What? Yes. Um, I took no books. I was talking to uh, Glenn Clark, uh, who's local here. He listened to the podcast. He mm-hmm. listens to some other podcasts here and on, on uh, Taylor Network. Hey, Glenn. Uh, hey, Glenn. And um, he and I were talking about this privately on Facebook, on Messenger. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's also a big Batman fan. And, of course, Neil Adams is going to be there as well because he's everywhere. Um, yeah, of course. And so I believe what he ended up doing was getting the um, omnibus that they have together. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had both Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill sign it. Nice. Which is cool. Um, that is cool. I did not do that. I did not do that. 
all I did was uh, talk to Mr. O'Neill for a few minutes, um, just about Batman, really, um, and he was super cool. But was he walking around, or did he have a line the whole weekend? No, the, the scenario. I don't know about the whole weekend, but when I went there yesterday, the first time I went, he wasn't at the booth. There was somebody there. Mm. Okay. Um, but then he showed up later, and yeah. I mean, the line wasn't big. I mean, there were a couple of people there, but it wasn't a big line. Nobody had a big line this year. Wow, really? Yeah. that's. I mean, that's another good... And like I said, it might be because there's enough interesting comics here where those people can make money. And I mean, from, from my talk with... So I talked to Luke Foster a little bit about this, and apparently he sold a ton of books. Um, he, I think his comment was something like, you know, people down here seem to be really hungry for comic books. Because they were just buying them left and right, cool. um, and so I can I can totally see that. Uh, but it's it seems like there's there's a lot of parents coming with like just to bring their kids, right? So the kids kind of want to buy more merch than comics sometimes. Nice. Um, and there's a lot of like you know early teens that were there like together in groups. <clears throat> And they're in there mostly for like the anime stuff, the the Japanese stuff, the cosplay mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm. Um, and that seemed a little more popular to me than it did last year. Uh, but okay. maybe maybe I just paid more attention because I had Zoe this year, whereas last year I did not have her with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe because of that and the fact that I wasn't you know waist deep in comic books all weekend, um, that I paid <laughs> a little more attention. Um. But yeah, he was he was awesome. He was cool to talk to. Wild. So you waited in line just to chit chat with him. Just to chit chat. Look at you. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, and I mean, I'd like to do that with Neil Adams at some point, but you know, his booth is gigantic, and he's like way back in the back, right, of the booth. Oh yeah. Um, so you can't. Yeah, you gotta really... get you gotta get through like three lines of defense. Yeah, exactly. You get to him. Exactly. You can't just talk to him. So. Maybe right. one day I'll, I'll, I'd, I'd like to. And then when you reach into your bag to pull something out for him to sign, you're going to be tackled by one of three people before ever getting that thing out of your bag. <laughs> well, you know, and his wife's always there with him. Um, I met, I mean, I met both of them last year. Sure. Uh, outside of the con, at the bar, at the hotel where the drink and draw was. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were both cool. Uh, his wife is super sweet. Um. <laughs> But yeah, you know, whatever. Um, I also yeah. met I, I met another creator, Nick. Uh-oh. Uh, one of your favorites. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, you want to guess? No. Oh, okay. I'm, no. Um, I talked to Mike Zek for a little bit. Um. <laughs> and what did you get? What did you get signed of his? I got nothing. I just talked to him. And when are you going to be sending that out to New Lenox, Illinois, <laughs> for your boy? Well, so he he didn't have a whole lot of stuff that I would want to get anyway. Um, like he had some Secret Wars uh, posters and stuff like that. Mm. Um, he had some G. He had a lot of GI Joe stuff. Yeah. Um, which is fine, but like you know, that wasn't my jam. Like I, li- I it was fine. I liked it. But no Captain America show. poster? What the heck? Come no, on. I didn't see any of that stuff. Damn. Um, so, yeah, it was fine. All right. It was fine. Talked to Mr. Mike Zek for a couple minutes. 
Um, wow, did he have a line? He, again, just a few people. I think when I got so there, maybe bizarre. like four people, five people in line. So um, bizarre. He did have an assistant there with him. Oh, a wrangler? A wrangler. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool. My okay. was awesome. And did you ask him any gym shooter questions? I really wanted to. Yes. Um, but the thing is, like, I don't want to go to a creator to talk about somebody else. That's true. Very true. You know. Very true. Um, but I, I mean, let me tell you, though, Nick, if I ever see Mr. Shooter, um, there will be conversation. <laughs> there will be conversation. Matter of fact, I, I've been trying to uh, to get Shooter on a podcast. Oh, wow. Um, and it, it might happen. Uh, Mr. Shooter and I have a, a mutual friend. Oh. Uh, who is eager to help. So. That's exciting. Yes. <laughs> My fingers are crossed. I'd like to hear that. Yeah, 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 it'd be cool. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what podcast I'd put it on. Uh, I mean, obviously, like, it would make sense at Valiant Central. Yes, absolutely. But um, I don't know if I would want to make it a Valiant Central episode because I'd be concerned about burning bridges elsewhere. Um, if, Maybe if, an if Ultimate Marvel podcast. Dude, I mean, like, I we can just talk for a couple hours and I can do an episode for every podcast on this network. You know? That's true. Very I mean, true. He, He's he, been around. He did publish uh, WWE comics for Valiant. He's been around. You know? So there could even be a podcast of a thousand holds episode out of that with Jim Shooter. For sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't mind so, meeting uh, Mr. Shooter one day. So, when you go up to Mike Zach, does he have his most current work right there? Dude, like I'm telling you. All he, all he had, everything he had right next to him at arm's length was G.I. Joe stuff. And then, I don't think he's doing that currently. No, no, no. And then, like, that's, a what, little, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, why is he not, like, unless he's, like, designing stuff or drawing stuff for, you know, ads or, you know, that type of thing, movie posters. Mm-hmm. Like, what is he doing? Because mm-hmm. he's not 90 years old. No, he's not. I mean, he's gray, of course, but. Yeah, of course. He can't be much older than you, Nick. I'm just kidding. I joke, I joke! I, I don't know. He might be younger than me. Are you serious? I don't know. I don't know I've never that. looked up his age. I don't know about that, Nick. I don't know. Um, but I would, love to, I would love to see him doing anything. He, he would be somebody who might bring me into, like, oh, he's drawing on Aftershock. Let me check that book out. Matter of fact, that's not a bad idea. I'm going to email Joe, because after the panel, Jack and I stayed behind and talked to Joe for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, if you guys know of any creators you'd want to see come on board, let us know. Uh, yeah. And of course, we threw Hickman out, because, you know, Hickman's not doing anything. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's like throwing out Jason Aaron. <laughs> like, okay. Now, apparently, he has talked to uh, Hickman. Uh, before it's just never come together yeah I'm sure uh, that would be pricey oh no doubt no doubt but you know that's that's why he has his following so yeah well, they know, will you, buy whatever you wanna you wanna get in the game you gotta break some eggs or whatever the phrase is I like that okay did I just make that up sweet yeah time stamp that trademark yep. 2017 nerd legion podcast <laughs> 
If you want to get in the game, you got to break some eggs. There you go. <laughs> Title for the episode. You want to get in the game, you got to own some baseball cards. Yeah. There you go. Booyah. But, I can't uh, believe that. I've never seen Zek at any con. That's I was I, surprised, too. It's pretty awesome. I was surprised. Um, our, uh, our local shop, he has some good connections, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Must. Yeah. That's great. So, uh, yeah, but good times, good times. I'm trying to think of anybody else that I... Because it's always, it's always straight. The reason I asked about the comic in front of him, the most recent comic, mm -hmm. is it's always strange when you haven't heard from a guy for a while. And you know me, I don't follow previews and not too much like comic book resource. You know, I, I don't sure, follow sure, any sure. of those, those yes. type of sites. Yes. So it's always weird that you go, all of a sudden, you, like I see Lee Weeks or somebody like that. Mm. And then in front of him is the brand new comic that he put out. And it's not self-published, but it's just not on any of the big publishers. And it's like, holy cow, he's been doing that for how long? Wow, look yeah, at that. Yeah. And that's sort of what I expected you to, where you, where you would go with Zach. Like, oh, he's doing something on this. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah. But, you know, again, just like asking about other creators when you talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. um, if you know that they haven't done something in a while, part of me doesn't want to ask, like, what are you working on now? Because <laughs> maybe they're not working on anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Could um, be blackballed from the industry. You yeah, never exactly. Know. Exactly. You never know. And uh, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I like seeing these it's... people you know coming back and talking to them so yeah it's a fine line like how many how many people want to talk about going like oh remember what remember when you did this in high school right and it's like exactly. dude i've done so much since high school like let, let's bring it into the present yeah yeah that's <laughs> so like was, how I, much I was, how much secret I, wars does he want to talk about you know Come well on. that's like uh that's like me so when i was in college i was in the fraternity and mm -hmm. so of course People that knew me then remember me as a frat boy in college, you know? And we used to get pretty wasted, Nick. No. Really? Oh, for sure. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, like, I think a couple years ago it was, I went to a con, and I saw a group of people that I went to college with um, that weren't in the frat, but, like, they would come to all our parties, and we were friends with them. Sure. And, uh, you know, I saw them, and I was like, oh, my God, such and such. And they're like, oh, shit. And, of course, the first thing common is, are you drunk? I'm like, dude, that was like fucking, you know, how long ago was that? 10 years, 12 years, 15 years? I don't even know how long ago. Um, so, yeah, no, I, to I totally get that. I totally get that. That's so funny. Um, of course, I did have to swing by the ominous booth. Because um, you know me. I love me some Bart Sears. Mm-hmm. Um, don't care what anybody says about him. All right, and his overmuscled stuff. Yeah, uh, but I swung by there because I think it was at Heroes um, is when they launched their first book, which was the Ominous Press premiere, um, and it's pretty much like previews of whatever they're bringing out, right? Sure. Um, but by now they've come out with so what they've done is they've reprinted the three books that Ominous put out in ninety three ninety four. Mm. Um. And now they've got the fourth one, which was supposed to come out in 94, mm. 
but never came out because the company went under. Sure. Um, and so they put out that one now. And it's funny because as, as part of like the synopsis, it's like, you know, 20, I don't remember what it is, 23 years, 24 years in the making or something like that. Um, <laughs> and it says like originally solicited in 94, the story finally is out, whatever it is. Um, It'd be Paris. great if it if it's uh, code. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be great if they could get that same code. Yep. No, oh, that would be funny, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, so so all four are out. The three originals, and then the fourth one that never came out is now out. Um. And uh, so when I went there, the only one at the booth was Bart uh, Sears. Um. So I went and I started looking at, at some of the books and uh, he's like, hey, like, can I help you with something? And I was like, no, I'm just looking at it. I was, I was like, I, actually, I talked to you at Heroes and um, he's like, at Heroes? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, you were with your daughter. He's like, what's your name? I said, Martin. I said, yeah, I remember you because we talked at Heroes for like 10 or 15 minutes. Um, nice. And uh, he's like, have you picked up the new stuff? I said, the only one I got is the premiere, um, but I want to get these. Um, I was like, I still have all my originals from you know the '90s when those came out, um, which he was kind of surprised about, because I guess maybe that's not a common thing for people have ominous <laughs> press books 25 years later. Uh, but that's cool. I I have them. Uh, matter of fact, the what what do they call it? Like the monolith set or the something like that. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but one of no. the books, I think it was the first one, It Begins, um, what they did is they didn't publish it like a regular comic, okay, where it's stapled in the middle. What they did is they published it, I think it was 16 pages, um, or maybe it's 20 pages, and they published it in single sheets. Um, they were like, hmm. I think they called them tablets. And so, like the first page the front was the cover and then the back of it was page one and then you had another single sheet okay and there was two and then the back was three are uh, these eight and a half by eleven no they were smaller oh there were like i mean i can go in, in, in the closet and measure it i guess um i mean i want to say maybe like six by nine or like seven by nine Okay. They were smaller than a regular comic page. Um, Interesting. But yeah, so there were just single sheets, and they came inside a plastic envelope. Um, but it was like a, a thick... It was, it was almost like a box that you put them in, and it had a flip top on the top. I, th- I think they called it a monument set. Um, so it was kind of weird to read it, because you're like... You know, picking up loose sheets of paper, kind of. Uh, but they were in cardstock, so it wasn't like flimsy paper. It was thick nice. paper. Uh, yeah, it was super cool. Um, I think they're the only ones who have ever done a comic like that. Probably for good reason. So was he surprised you still had them intact? Yeah, I mean, I don't think... I don't know many people that still have their ominous stuff. You know, like, I'm sure Mike does. Um, well, yeah. Absolutely. I know, like, uh, Eric Baumgarten, he has, uh, he still has his ominous stuff. 
and I think I maybe I only ever heard of like one or two other people that still have that stuff. Um, wow. Because I mean they were somewhat lower print runs, right? Because it was a small publisher. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so yeah, so he and I talked a little bit about that, and uh, like he went through all the books with me. I guess he was excited that I knew anything about fucking ominous press. <laughs> um, so he went through all four books with me and they did something really interesting, which I really enjoyed. I've already read all four of them. Um, so the first three are reprints, right? And the fourth one is an original story. The one that was never published. But mm. so what they did is um, they've, they had, I think Ron Mars and Andy Smith worked together on this. Um, and I don't think Andy did the art, but he co-wrote, um, and so what they've done in all four issues is there's new story pieces that intermingle with the, 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 the reprinted stories and then also expand it into what they plan on doing when they relaunch the company. Oh, um, neat. So like when, when the book starts, you have – there's a story of a, this wizard guy who's looking for this girl – um, and trying to help her, like, remember who she is and, like, keep her safe from uh, these wizard hunters or whatever. Um, and as part of that, that intermingles with those original reprinted stories. Um, so it's like an expanded edition. It's like an expanded edition of the originals. Yeah, that's um, neat. And it updates... That's a neat way to, uh, to introduce even the old readers to something new. And that's exactly what I thought, because if you're a new person who didn't, who never read the originals, um, obviously you want to know what the fuck this is. Mm -hmm. Right. And so having that story really makes it more interesting. Um, if you're an old reader, it, it adds a ton of stuff to the backstory. Um, because the, the, a lot of these books, the, the three books that they put out were pretty much like promo books, right? Like something they would do at like Comics Pro or like some retailer summit or things like that, right? Like there were shorter stories, like 16 pages, I think most of them were. Um, yeah, sure. Almost something that you would do if you wanted to get your um, portfolio in front of yeah, exactly. a publisher back exactly. in the day. Well, yeah. and you remember they, back in the day used to have uh, Ashcan editions. Yep, which absolutely. No, nobody does anymore. Um, I know, which I sort of miss. Yeah, it's too bad, right? Yeah, I think those were some cool collectibles. Absolutely. But, yeah, I think uh, I still have a couple here and there. Yeah, I, I do as well. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I've got some of the image ones, actually. Nice. Which those might be worth something. Who knows? Um, don't tell people. They might break into your house for them. Don't tell people. You've hit them in a wall. Just don't tell anyone <laughs> which wall. Uh, um. But anyway, so so yeah, so these were you know shorter shorter stories, and they kind of threw you into the action, to introduce the characters like typical stuff, right? Like they're they're not they weren't like series material, right? Like you're not picking these up because you want to get this ongoing story. Uh, sure. And it had like interspersed stories with different characters in it as well, um, and so having this extra content in these books is really cool because it it brings you back to that world um and i think they're trying to do it a little bit differently and it maybe just seems that way because the company didn't go anywhere in the 90s 
Um, mm-hmm. But it seems like they're really focusing on this fantasy element. Uh, because the, this wizard is looking for this girl, and her, the girl's name is uh, Oro. And mm-hmm. that's... You remember the Brute and Babe column that he had in Wizard? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so It Begins is a story about Brute and Babe. Um, the Brute is called, like, uh, Mailerail or something like that. And then Babe, her name is Aurora Sharath. Um, and then Brute has a brother. Uh, he's got a super long name. Like uh, something Meili Damarag or something like that. Um, and pretty much like his his brother kidnaps Babe because Brute and Babe, according to this legend, they're supposed to merge and become like the super being. Um, but Brute's brother is evil and he believes that he's the one in the prophecy that's going to merge with Babe. Uh, so like this is whole thing. Um, anyway, so the little girl has the same name as the character, the babe character, uh, Aurora. Um, and this wizard, we don't know exactly who he is. He might be Brute, or he might be the brother. Because um, there's a couple of the characters that pop in, like Moon and Snake. Um, they're a key part of that first story that came out in 94. Um, and they're key here, but they also appear in this other like weird fantasy sequence uh, with the same name, but they're different characters. Um, huh. And th- there's this whole thing about... They're not quite... It's not quite like a multiverse. Um, but there's stories that take place like in Earth. Um, and one of the characters actually ends up going from Earth to the planet where Brute is trying to save Babe uh, from his evil brother. Um, it's kind of weird. But like they've, they've really expanded the mythology quite a bit. Even though they only added one more issue to the original story. Because of this extra stuff that they put at the beginning. Um, and they've also kind of changed the mythology a little bit. Uh, so I, I look forward to seeing what they're going to do. Um, Did he give you any idea of like plans? That they yeah, yeah, I talked to, to him about that. So the first book they're putting out is Giant Killers. Um, which was like a one-page teaser in, the, in one of the original books. Um, and it is teased again in, in these books, but what they've done is um, they've intertwined. So this story that kind of is interconnecting all the stories in the background, um, the girl, Aurora, she she knows about some prophecy, and she knows that her guardian is going to be Archon, and Archon is the giant killer. Um, so somehow or other, she's going to be tied into this book, and when you get to the end of the fourth issue, which that I picked up today, Death of Pharaohs, um, the end of that story will continue in Giant Killers number one. Um, and then they're putting out uh, Prometheus, I think he said in August, and then Demigod in October. Um, which Demigod, I think, is new. I don't think, I don't remember any of that in the original stuff. Um, but Prometheus was teased in that original mm-hmm. stuff. Um, they're like genetically engineered humans hmm. who are grown in these bats, but their minds in like are like in this matrix type world uh, where they're gods. 
Hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird, but I don't know. We'll we'll see how it ends up being. Giant Killers is always the one that I've been most interesting about, so I'm I'm glad that that's going to be the first one that's going to get put out. Um, but he does. It sounds like he does have a genuine release schedule. Yes. Yes, yes. To do this. Okay. And, and apparently IDW is putting the books out. IDW is publishing it. Oh, wow. Um, so they're they're not an imprint of IDW. They're a separate company. But they're using IDW's publishing arm to put the books out, which I think is an interesting move. Um, For sure. I'm sure that's – I mean, like, there's no July solicits out yet. We just got June. Um, mm-hmm. But it's in the back of the fourth issue, so I'm sure that's not news. Um, if it is, breaking news – Mm-hmm. Um, so that should be interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it up whenever it comes out. You know, I'm I'm curious to see where it goes. Definitely. Uh, and of course, I wish him luck. You know, I've been a Barcia's fan a long time. I've been a Ron Morris fan a long time, and Andy Smith fan a long time. So, um, that's really cool. I hope it works out well for him. You know, even if it's not like a gangbuster success, as long as it's enough where they can make enough money to keep the company going. Yeah. You know, and it does well for them personally and that's you know i'm good with that that sounds pretty exciting yep 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 so did you get any comic book signed or a sketch or anything from bart you know i mean i had him sign the books that i bought from him um but that's it dang i'm telling you like i really just went to hang out No, I get it. Okay, now, was there a lot of people, and this is a big thing for Chicago, um, were there a lot of creators at their tables with their little tip jar for Comic Book Legal Defense Fund? No, no, I didn't see much of that. Okay, just curious. I did not see much of that. Uh, but the drink and draw last night, I mean, the proceeds, yeah. the proceeds to that were going to uh, Hero Initiative, I believe. Nice. Um, and then another local charity I can't remember. And uh, that great. that was fun because um, we got there and uh, was at, it in a bar? No, it was at the at the Hilton. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it was at the Hilton, and uh, everybody's there. And of course, like we had the table, the Valiant table. Yeah. Um, so there were like you know five or six Valiant fans there, and uh, five or six creators. Um, so we all sat at the same table, um, and that was cool. It was uh, Dinesh, Brian Reber, Louis LaRosa, uh, Rafer Roberts. Um, Venditti was there with us for a little bit. Um, who else was there? What a name dropper for Eddie. Look at you. Yeah, like, it might seem that way, but like I see these people so much, and I talk to them so much, both at cons and like, you know, just online. Um, that uh, to me, it's not name dropping. It's just like it's not quite like talking to like friends, right? Like you or Paul or somebody like that, or Aaron or Ronnie or anybody. Um, but like, they're definitely acquaintances, right? So to me, it doesn't feel any different. Like, all right, so like Denny O'Neill, right? Or Mike Zek, like mm-hmm. I'm not name dropping them because. I've only met him one time. You see what I'm saying? But, like, people that I meet all the time... Dude, like, Venditti and I share recipes, okay, when we hang out at the con. 
You know what I'm saying? Like to me, that's not name dropping. It's somebody that I know. Okay, are you done with your fake humble speech right now? Ugh. Continue. Listeners, legionnaires, create a poll and give me a couple dates <laughs> of predictive dates of when Martin Freddy will be leaving Valiant. Uh, well, not even Valiant Central. Let's keep it. Let's keep it within the family. Uh, Nerdy Legion. And moving on to his own solo podcast. Because <laughs> he's a big baller now. Uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick. <laughs> Nick, Nick. Yeah, just, giving, just giving you us. I know, I know. It's fun to do. Maybe one day, when I grow up to be like Michael Myers. Yeah. But until then. When's enough enough? <laughs> uh luckily my wife has never asked me that <laughs> i've i've asked myself that have you oh god yeah oh man this batman statue is dusty hang on alexa dust my batman statue <laughs> she loves doing that Sorry, i didn't understand the question you didn't understand it what get out of here I'm about to dust your speaker alexa <laughs> How dare her? Man, I think I need a new can of air. This thing's dead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways. That, that was a con. Good times, Nick. Good times. I had a I That had sounds a like great times. Yeah, I had a blast. Got to meet people I hadn't met before. Uh, obviously got to meet some regular... Or hang out with some regular people again. Always a good time. Of course, the regular. See, see Legionnaires? The regular people. <laughs> see what he just said? Humble hashtag humble brag, dude. I'm te- like it. I don't even what? know. I'm just gonna what? stop. I'm just gonna stop. Yeah, you just dig yourself more of a hole. Go ahead, Ferrari. I'm just gonna stop. And I, I, I totally get it though, right? Our peon, uh, us peons are just uh, eagerly attached to every every word that's coming out of that mouth of yours. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh... <laughs> Anyways. You know, the best thing was, it sounds like the two girls had a blast, and that is the key. The girls had a good time. Um, Zoe maybe a little bit less, not because she's young, but uh, I made her go to the panels with me. Whereas, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that's what she dug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas Reagan was allowed to walk around on her own. Right. Um, but, you know, Zoe's six going on 20. And mm-hmm. she wasn't sure why Reagan could go by herself and she couldn't, or why she could not go with Reagan. Mm-hmm. Um, As Reagan's too cool for school, and she's like, I, I just want to stretch my own wings here. Come on. Well, you know. I Reagan, don't want to babysit unless daddy's paying me to babysit. Come Reagan, on. Reagan's a good kid, and she follows the rules, whereas Zoe likes to break the rules. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be called out of a panel because my child was lost in the convention. <laughs> you know what I mean? Could Mr. Martin Ferretti please exactly. come to the purple phone? Exactly. So you're like, shit. Can't have that. No. Not at um, all. So she stayed with me. And uh, if she didn't enjoy it, that's too bad. Yeah, that's that's par that's for the bad. course. She got, she got some Catwoman comics. She got a bunch of Pikachu stuff. 
Should so tell a... me about these Catwoman comics. What about them? What did, what did she get? There, there's a whole variety of Catwoman out there. Oh, I'm dude, curious I, which ones she decided to grab. I didn't even look at them. Come on. She, We found the long box, and she looked through it, and she picked like five or six with covers that she liked. Cool. I like it. And that's all I know about them. I like it. Um, they looked like they were maybe uh, early to mid two thousands. Okay, that's a good that's a good era. Um, but I, you know, like I said, don't quote me on that. Don't ask me who the creators were. Um, right. I th- I think you it, I think yeah no it was that run right there was a long run in the two thousands. Who did mm-hmm. that? That was before Brubaker, I oh, believe. Oh, no, that was the Brubaker run with uh, so Darwin that was So that was the Paris? Um, was it? Because that that's the run I was going to recommend you pick up for. I don't know. Brubaker was on that for a while. It was, uh, who was it? Cook and who else? Motherfucker, let me look this up. I remember when um, it was. Oh, Cameron Stewart. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. That's the stuff she got. Cool. Um, oh, here we go. I've got it up now. Yep. Some by Paul Galassi. Nice. Yeah, um, but I think the ones she got were, were later. I don't think it's any of the cook stuff. Um, it was somewhere between the 20s and the 40s. Good. Good deal. Uh, but yeah, she got a few. We'll see. I'm, I'm kind of... You know, I'm a, I'm a little concerned. Um, it's not quite an all ages book. You know, like no. I would I would say like at least teen. I mean, it's not mature, right? So I was, I, I'm not right. worried about that. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe uh, I'll, that's I'll why that's why time. I was asking about what period she was interested in. Uh, she was just taking about cover, Nick. Yeah, because, like, I, I just remember seeing, like, the, what is it, Gilliam March mm-hmm. when when he was doing it. And it was like, oh, my God. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. How voluptuous does she have to be? Like, ay, ay, ay. <laughs> come on. Uh... Go jump over to Zenoscope. Get out of here. No kidding, right? Ay, ay, ay. No kidding. But, uh, yeah, good times at the con. Did you watch the, uh, did you watch the Justice League trailer? I sure did. Give me your thoughts, Nick. Well, we know you don't watch trailers anymore. You said that. I watched, many times. No, 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 no. I watched it twice. You, you've said many times you don't watch trailers anymore. You don't like things getting spoiled. I'll, so I'll, I don't want to ruin I'll, anything. I'll watch one trailer. I'm not going to watch the extended trailer <laughs> and trailer two, three, four. A look behind such and such. The music of fudge, blah, blah. Director talks about blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I watched it twice. I watched it once on my phone, mm-hmm. and it was nearly impossible to watch it on my phone. So I watched it on the big screen, and that was my. I, I watched it by sheer coincidence on a Twitter feed that DC Comics immediately started up the trailer. So it was even smaller than what you watched on your phone. Oh wow! And I caught about ten seconds there, and I'm like, nope gonna watch this later tonight when it's on the big screen mm-hmm. and I did that's exactly how I did 
All right, so so, so before we continue, I think this. we can both agree. Mm-hmm. If you're going to watch this trailer, do not watch it on your phone. Yes, you might want to have sound. Well, not just that. I mean, like, because of the visuals, I think you want to see it on a big screen. Absolutely. Okay, let's continue. So, yeah, it is a it is a big screen experience. It is partially because it's so blue. <laughs> I mean, is it not? I've just been I've been waiting for any of these little snippets of Ferretti. <laughs> uh, you remember that Didn't song know... "I'm Blue"? Da ba dee da ba da. That's what came to mind when I watched this trailer. <laughs> Didn't know which side of the highway you were going down, and I, I wanted to – didn't mm-hmm. know if I was throwing chum into the water or if we were going to be on a happy hot air balloon ride. I, mean, I wasn't you, quite sure. You you can't quite tell yet. Oh, I, I'm i pretty sure I know which way of the highway you're going do on. Do you? We'll see because you might be wrong. I'm just saying. You're going to do a swerve? I mean, I might. You might. I yeah, might. absolutely. Um. DC trailers. Oh boy, this is starting off bad. What? What? <laughs> I might do a swerve. You don't know. Uh, DC trailers in general use music to the best benefit of their visuals. Yes. Whoever is in charge of putting their whatever rock. Uh, tune anthem that they went out and purchased for God knows how much. Uh, all the Suicide Squad trailers looked pretty freaking awesome yep. because of the music. Yep. Um, I would say Guardians of the Galaxy does the same thing with music. Uh, whether you like that movie or not, doesn't matter. But the music fits the tone. Uh, same with Justice League. And Justice League they both have these big, almost Led Zeppelin-like anthems playing while the visuals are hitting you and the music gets toned down so you can catch the quippy Batman reference or Flash reference that should elicit a giggle. Mm -hmm. And then here comes the loud guitar. Whoop! Right up again. Whoop! But, Ferretti, I'm going to do a swerve. Swerve it for me. Mama Mia, Mama Lucian. <laughs> I like me some JLA. Mm. I am all about the JLA now. Are you now? Sign me up. And my wife, who is a huge uh, TV Flash fan, mm-hmm. she could care less about the first trailer. She's never seen it until I watched the second trailer in front of her then she then i'm like oh let me play you the first trailer because she liked the version of flash in in the second trailer sure so i did and she goes he and i'm like he might not be the television flash but he's got and she's like he's got that same energy energy like he just has a fun spirit to him Mm -hmm. and i'm like yep and she has no clue, Cyborg. She even said, why is Wonder Woman in this? And I'm like, oh, no, she's badass. You, you need because she never saw Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. No interest. Too dark for her. 
And I'm like, this could get dark for you. Uh, and she goes, I can't really follow it, but it looks really good. And Ben Affleck looked like he was having a good time. Hmm. And I'm sure it helped that Aquaman was in it, too. That's eye candy that she enjoyed, I'm sure. <laughs> but I thought the pacing was fun. You you know I don't like the new 52 doomsday... Yes. Yeah. Yes. The apocalypse. Yes. The, the demon BS. Like, I have no interest in that. That just seems like... The very first, and we've discussed this before. The very first uh, Avengers, where why have why have them fighting a supervillain when we could just throw CGI legions of enemies at them, mm -hmm. no name enemies, and there's three fight sequences, and it definitely had that tone. Mm -hmm. But I I sort of dug that at least the camera was pulled back a little bit. You saw all the action very well. It wasn't like sped up. It wasn't all blurry because it was way too close. And there were nice down moments in the trailer. So I, I, I got to say, I have to swerve on it. I, I enjoyed it. It looked like fun. So I got to tell you, Nick, the first time I watched this trailer, it was on my phone. And I was like, God, this looks like hot garbage. Uh -huh. um, again, because you don't want to watch this on a small screen. I mean, granted, my phone's pretty big, but still. But still, those aliens. Yeah, you want to watch this on a big screen. Uh, they had they had to just look like blobs of black and gray. Exactly. Because well, they're going by too fast. On a small screen, that's exactly yeah. what it looks like. Mm -hmm. On mm -hmm. the big screen, it looks good. And even like the it's it's very blue, da ba dee da ba da. Um, but on the big screen, it doesn't look as blue as on a phone. So, watch this on the big screen first. Um, the music was actually my least favorite part of this trailer. Sure. Um, because parts of it reminded me of the Suicide Squad theme song. <laughs> um, not not the songs they used in the trailers, but the actual movie theme song. Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of cheesy. I was like, wait, I've heard this song before. Mm -hmm. um, so that was my least favorite part. The, in terms of the movie itself, it looks interesting, um, but it, it feels to me like a lot of the stuff that they show in the trailer is nothing new to me. I don't know. If it's like... a it's a lot to gather up in. My guess is a two hour and fifteen minute movie. Well, I mean, I watched the what was it? Five little teasers that they did. They had a Batman, a Wonder Woman, a Cyborg, an Aquaman, and a Flash teaser. Okay. Um, I think like I think the, the trailer came out what yesterday right mm -hmm. so they did those teasers between Thursday and Friday um, I think they did the first three Thursday and then Friday they had the cyborg and flash ones I haven't seen any of those um, but it, I mean some of the footage is reused oh okay yeah um but it was fine. Uh, the team looks good together. Um, I think... I, I don't know what's going to be the best part of this movie. It's either going to be Ben Affleck as Batman, or it's going to be Wonder Woman. Because Wonder Woman still looks super badass. You know what's going to be the best part of, in this movie? And I think they already spoiled it on this trailer. Yeah? Flash? No. 
Aquaman. Are you gonna Are you gonna keep guessing? Aquaman. No. Not cyborg. He looked cool. He looked cooler than I expected, but no. But he didn't say booyah. Oh god. <laughs> although, although Aquaman stole my line in this trailer, and when he jumps onto the Batmobile, what does he say? Yeah. <laughs> yes he does yeah friend of the show's uh zach snyder he put that in there <laughs> nice hey have him sponsor one of our podcasts coming up reach out to him yeah we'll see okay no my favorite part was only in there for a half a second one scene lois lane yes yeah adams yes I got a little goosebumpy. Did you? I did too. That's funny. Cause I, you know, you, hey, you know, that was a tender part. I, I loved her in Batman versus Superman. God bless. Ah, oh, I love her in everything. She was the yes. heart. She was the heart in that film. She is, and of course, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Superman's gonna be in this movie. You don't know. Oh, uh, you know, dude. They're gathering up the team. I don't even see how they're going to finish this. Like if they would come out, if they'd come out and tell me that this is part one, uh-huh. then I can be prepared. But if they throw out a star Wars to be continued after, you know, um, empire strikes back. No, mm-hmm. uh-uh. no, no, no. So part of the, part of that concerns me. I will, I will be frank. Cause that could happen. Yes. And I wouldn't be surprised to be honest. With you, I wouldn't be surprised. Don't even bring Superman back for this. You know, like, if they ended it on a dour note and, you know, uh, Apocalypse has everyone captured. And that's how they end it, to be continued. All right, I totally get it. And guess what? If they can slip that through and no one finds out about that BS and it doesn't leak on the internet, hats off to you. That that would be damn impressive. I want I want to clarify for Marvel fanboys that you're talking about A P O K O L O P I S, not A P O C A L Y P S E. Yes. Okay. Continue. But you know what you know what I'm saying? Like I, you're gathering a team, and you can't be gathering a team in freaking trailers and teasers. Tom Wetmore is not watching no teasers. He wants all this stuff on the on the silver screen when he goes sees that. Mm-hmm. So you're gathering a team. You have to introduce a new villain, and then you're going to bring back Superman, <laughs> all in two hours and fifteen minutes. I don't think so. Is that all this going to? No, this movie's going to be longer than that. Okay, but I mean, you're not going to be hitting no like three hours and fifteen minute mark. You ain't doing that. You're not making Gandhi over here. Uh, you never know. They I might mean, be. hey, would I love an extended edition? Absolutely. But I don't see theaters being like, yeah, we'll give up our theater for three hours and 30 minutes. So Batman That's Superman. That's a tough draw. Batman Superman, Dawn of Justice, was three hours and three minutes. Right. And I would say that this movie has a lot more to show than three hours and three minutes. Because the only character you have established is Wonder Woman, Batman, Lois Lane. Correct. Everyone else is new. People, yeah. Tom Whatmore is not watching The Flash on TV. 
He has no clue who that guy is. Oh, man, I bet you guys are going to love the new episode. And Cyborg will fry people's heads, so they have to figure out that. Yeah, you like, know, that's like the least interested I'm in is, is Cyborg. You know what I'm really interested in when it comes to Cyborg? His father. How many times he can say Booyah? That's the character I want to see. I want to see his father. Because mm. even in the comic book, that's a more compelling character than Cyborg. Yes, Cyborg Cliff. sucks. Except um, Cliff's... Cliff, I, I, sorry, not Cliff. Uh, Cyborg was pretty kick-ass in the Marvel in the Marv Wolfman run. Mm. He was a lot of fun there. Well, and I mean, this, the Cyborg solo book is actually not bad. Um... I know you haven't read it, but nope, it, it it's not bad. I just I'm in general I'm not interested in Cyborg. Um, a lot of that has been ruined for me because my girls like to watch Teen Titans. Yes, and so of yes, course, yes. booyah, booyah. Um, yes, yes, yes. So I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm a little biased. I will I will say that. But they, I mean, mm-hmm. they showed they showed the uh, the little football scene in there, so they might mm-hmm. show his dad. Yeah, for sure. And I th- and I think you see him in one of the scenes where he's in the forefront and cyborgs in the background, mm. coming together. Possibly, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the one I'm least interested in. That's fine. Um, I think Flash is going to be cool. Um, yeah, he, he does have that spunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that'll be good. Again, Ben Affleck is Batman. Live action what? Batman might be tops. We'll see. We'll see. I appreciate that you said live action. Thank you. Of course I said live action. Yeah. We all know and, the truth. And I will say I don't need to see another film for that to be decided. <laughs> um, and of course he is bearded. And as a bearded fella, I do love me some bearded Bruce Wayne. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm using... Uh, this this episode also sponsored by Honest Abe's Beard Balm. Ooh. Straight from the deep uh, Amish County in uh, Pennsylvania. You want your beard to be nice and soft? You want your face to be itch-free? Honest Abe's Beard Balm. That's not even the name. It's called Honest Amish, actually. Yeah, we need to get this stuff straight before... Our live reads. Right. Good thing it's not, it's not a real sponsor. I just made that up. Luke Foster Shh. did sponsor hey. this podcast, though. You don't need to. You don't need to peel back the curtain. Let people hear this, <laughs> dude. Well, you know, Abe Lincoln had a luxurious beard, so of course he did. And and his nickname was Honest Abe. Mm-hmm. So of course I'm gonna get it confused with Honest Amish. That's it true. It doesn't flow off the tongue like Honest Abe. That's true. And Honest you think... Amish. Let me tell you. Okay, you need to change your your product uh, to to Honest Abe's. Uh, your tagline's gonna be uh, I don't know. I'll think of one later. You think Mary Todd Lincoln wanted to kiss old Abe, feeling that big old scruffy pad of, of hair not. around his lips? No, you gotta put some beard balm in that. Soften it up. Of course not. Do you know Abe Lincoln filed for bankruptcy twice? 
I bet you didn't know that. But I bet you if he had some honest Amish beard balm, uh, his beard would have been so soft that uh, the creditors would not go after him. They would have left him alone. That's true. And maybe play Very with true. his beard. Very true. Honest Amish beard oil. Get your at Amazon.com slash Legion. Now that was professional. Ring the bell so we can send that over to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the trailer looks good. Trailer looks um, good. Um, better than good. Better than good? Sign me up. Mm. Yeah, I'm all I'm all about it. Bad about it. Yeah, that looks great. Bad about it. So you read some comics, Nick, that I recommended I to did. you. I did. I absolutely did. Let's talk about these comics. And then I also forgot one of them that you recommended to me. Oh, which one? Yeah. My old man brain, I still don't know. And my old man brain can't recall it. Oh, my. It drives me, and it drove me crazy. See, if we had an actual producer who actually listened to this podcast and actually did some actual recording, then maybe we would know. But uh, since we don't have any of that and uh, we don't have show notes, uh, it might be lost to the ether. Oh, my God. Show notes? Forget about it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> who's writing down? Who's writing? Who's keeping track of this garbage? <laughs> Get out of here. But no, this was the first time I've gone into a comic book store in, well, other than like quarter bin diving, but mm-hmm. actual go in because I have to buy a brand new comic book. Yes. It's probably been. Let me think. It has probably been since, uh, God, you have to, you have to tell me, what was the DC event when they were changing offices and everyone thought thought it was hot garbage? Oh, crap! Was that last year or two years ago? That would have been last year, right? Okay, well, that was the last time I was in a comic book store because. They reissue, and this was when all of the DC cities, and I know people are screaming at their uh, record at their devices right now uh, because we can't pull that out of our our heads. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was when all of their all of the cities went under bubbles, mm-hmm. and all the superheroes couldn't get outside those bubbles; they're trapped. And one of the reason that it brought me in was I found out that there was a um, swamp thing hmm. to issue. So I was like, oh, I'll go buy that. And I like the creators, so it's like, oh, I'll, I'll swing in there and grab that. But this was the first time I pre-ordered something in ages. Mm-hmm. And this was because of the Nerdy Legion podcast that started before even Nerdy Legion started. What a great podcast. And that's a the Valiant Central that's podcast. Also a great podcast. And uh, those boys, I, uh, well, of course, Paul and I can't remember the other person. Whoever is whoever yeah, is host is he name drops yeah. people. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big baller. Um, name that will not be spoken. <laughs> but anywho, uh, the gents at Valiant Central recommended the XO Man of War. Oh yes. Yes, the pre-order edition. So I signed up for that bundle nice. through my local comic book store. And I actually got – it was very easy to do. And I I gave them the code, which was supplied from the episode. Mm-hmm. And 
it was very easy for them to order. They thanked me for having the code so they didn't have to track it down. Of course. And I got a call uh, Wednesday afternoon saying, hey, this is in. Nice. And and since I was only going for Exo Manowar, I'm like, eh, I'll pick that up over the weekend. Why go in on Wednesday and battle the crowd? Nice. So I went in on Saturday, and it was... Of course I didn't walk out just with Exo Manowar. Mm-hmm. I, I had to grab the new Greg Rucka, uh, the old guard. Yes from image and needless to say i completely zoned on the artist because that leandro fernandez Uh he also drew probably i i would have to say that it's my favorite max title i know most people love them some punisher uh welcome back frank or what you know they always choose something and i would say Overall, that that's my consistent favorite Max title. But Fernandez did the Nick Fury, okay, yeah, title with Ennis, and I loved his art. Oh, it was so much fun. Um, and he's also done a few other things, which which have been great. Um, but and I also picked up the first two issues of the Wild Storm. Ooh, wait, Eric. yes. Let's go back to the old guard. Have you read it? Yeah, I've read all four. Oh, you read all four. Okay, okay. Yep. All right. So let's yep. do it. Let's do a quick rundown. Where Where do you want to start? Okay. You want to start with Excess, yeah. as you mentioned the first. You can run. You can run this however you want to. I run. mean, look. This is this is the Nerd Legion podcast with Nick Wetmore. I don't. I'm just guessing here. Oh okay. Jesus! No, we can go Exo. Okay. Exo Man of War by uh-huh. uh, Matt Kent, Mastiarello, Diego Fernandez. Mm-hmm. Um, give me, give me like a quick. Let's let's do a, a one-liner. Give me a one-liner on Exo Man of War number one. Exo Man of War number one. Oh, a one-liner. Holy Christ. Um, okay. Uh, Exo Man of War number one starts completely different like this is the best jumping on point since issue one of the relaunch is that your one-liner because you're about to have a run-on sentence no that's it (laughs) i mean i could go into more depth i was going to head a different direction but that's fine interesting okay yeah how would you rate this exo man of war which i've never heard of before I would say I would say this version of Exo Manowar. Uh, Kent has definitely read a lot of Robert E. Howard. Oh, interesting. So I hadn't even thought of that. It's hard to even not for me not to even think of that. Huh. Yeah, especially the first half of the book. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah. I could see that, uh, but I don't. I don't think that that's a slam. It's just uh, it definitely felt like a tribute, and I would say the last half just felt like an action film. Like I want to see where it goes, but it just it didn't. It it didn't resonate with me mm-hmm. like Venditti's first. 
issue resonated with me. Well, I have a question about that because I've been thinking about this myself. Do you feel like it didn't resonate with you as much as Venditti because Venditti did 56 issues and you're thinking of a very long run? No, did I'm you actually go the back, very first issue. Did you go back and reread the first issue, though? Yeah, I've re- reread the first issue many times. Okay. I'm just I'm just making sure, because I've heard this from some people, and they're like, well, no, I didn't reread the first issue. Well, then you can't make the comparisons. So shut the fuck up. No, I haven't, uh, to be honest with you, I haven't read anyone's opinion on this, because I wanted to go in fresh. Good man. And I was really hoping that it would be uh, his version of a barbarian. And I got very excited when he wasn't wearing the armor right off the bat. Yes. So that was that was pretty exciting to me to read. And I did like that little grapple wrist gun that he had. I thought that was pretty kick-ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Aquaman hook. Yeah. <laughs> so and I, I and I liked the relationship to the armor. I that yeah, he had. I, I like that as and well. I That's want, very different. I want that to be explored, but then at the very and I don't want to ruin anything, but at towards the end it was almost like okay, we're going back to the way like everything that was set up with that relationship at the beginning just feels like it's being pushed aside to like, Hey, we're going back to the way it was. Mm-hmm. If you understand what I'm saying, cause I don't really want to ruin it. No, I totally get that. Yes. Yeah. Totally get that. But the beginning part was really exciting, but I was a little, I was a little down that he, his life has moved on no matter how many years it's been, which I don't think they were all that clear. They were not, but if you listen to uh, episode... Um, let's see, it's going to be episode 118, because there will be at least two episodes this week. Um, Great. Either 117 or 118 of Adam Central, you will find out the answer. Um, Great. I will give you the answer uh, offline. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, because yeah, I just didn't... He's it, had two great loves of his life. It's not as long as you think. That's what I was worried about, because I would assume it wouldn't be that long. And I'm just like, wow. And he just got married. Like, huh. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like, maybe that's the barbarian side of him. I just thought he's sort of progressed further than that. So, my... Or maybe I hoped he progressed further. Right, right, right. My concern was that this is not taking place in the future. Mm. Um, but after going to these panels this weekend, uh, it seems like the clear answer is that, yes, this is in the future. So Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But for some reason, and, and maybe it's something that I heard elsewhere, um, talking to one, one of my name-dropping people. Um, oh, it just seemed to me like maybe this was happening sometime in between when he left that Vine mothership and mm-hmm. he got to Earth. Because uh, you got to remember, like, there's time dilation, right? Because 
physically in that book he spent hundreds of years in space on the ship but he's yes. he's only gotten i mean maybe 10 years older 5 years older in terms of his physical body sure and here to me he looks 20 years older mhm mm mhm mm um but it's not 20 years that have passed. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to find out what, what the deal is. Well, how'd you like the art, by the way? Um, I liked the art. It wasn't anything that bowled me over too much. Mm, interesting. Um, I liked his design. Yes. And I think that even brought more of the Howard influence. Because mm -hmm. it, it was very Conan-ish. <laughs> which wasn't bad yeah. but i really i really loved the inking as well as the colors the colors were so muted mm -hmm. that it it gave it like a really cool almost like shadow effect yep on everything instead of having these bold bright colors that just like oh, okay they make the action stand out but then like you lose any subtlety so part of the reason for that is there is no inking in this book. Mm. It's straight pencils to color. Oh, wow. Well, that's impressive. Yep. So that's why it looks that's very impressive. Um, they, yeah, did, I... they did the same thing with uh, that Analog Man arc for Shadow Man. Or not Shadow Man, Bloodshot. Mm -hmm. The one that LaRosa did. Yeah, that one uh, was pretty. Yeah, there were no inks in that as well. It was straight pencils to color. And, and it very much looked similar. Um, yeah, I love the colors. The colors were just yep. That was a great palette. Yep, very cool. Awesome. I'm glad you enjoy it. So I'm I'm one for four right now. That's good. <laughs> uh, the old guard. Oh, the old guard. It's that. That's the way to start off. The old guard is like the perfect modern telling of queen and country see i told you it's such an interesting take on like this is where i wanted um what's that one series uh divine and uh wicked and divine yeah wicked and the divine like, this is what I wanted Wicked and Divine to be. Not even just violent, just to, to bring me into that type of a concept. Did but you, yeah, the did, old guard... Did you old like guard, the twist? I, yes. Yes, I did. And I loved the two, the A story and the B story. Yeah. Um... It was hyper violent, especially yes. uh, for for a Rucka book. Yes. So that was a pretty fun little sandbox to watch him work in, but the the art was just amazing. The colors were okay. I thought the colors, um, the colors for me stood out a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. It was. It, I love when they change. I love when a colorist changes the scenes and the scenarios 
just by subtle like palette changes. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like it was too like if you flip through it, it's a kaleidoscope of colors. Like there, there was too many color variations to show that. Essentially, they're jumping around to like four different, four or five different scenes. Mm-hmm. But within those four or five different scenes, the color palette almost changed every scene. Or not every scene, I would say every page within that scene. So for me, it was just a little too much. Just mm. a little heavy-handed. Yeah. But that would be my only knock on it. It was... That That was a fantastic story. A great number one. Um, and a very quick read. That was the one thing that I was like, did I get my three ninety nine out of it? Not for the amount of time that it took me to read it, <laughs> but the entertainment value alone, yeah, I definitely, it definitely earned its three ninety nine. So of course, the last book we're talking about is the Wildstorm by yes. my main man Warren Ellis. Not Wildstorm. The Wildstorm. Mm-hmm. Correct. And uh, art by John Davies Hunt. Mm-hmm. And which cover did you get, by the way? Or for, for the second issue, I mean. Oh, uh, for the first issue, I got the Jim Lee cover. Nice. The voodoo cover? Mm-hmm. Did you get the Jim Lee for the second one? Uh, I don't believe so. All right. The only reason I ask is because he's doing... Um, so all the Jim Lee covers are based on um, model photographs that he found oh, in neat. magazines. And the Grifter Jim Lee cover for issue two is actually based on Justin Bieber. Wow, really? Yeah, the Calvin Klein ad that he did. Yeah, I, I don't even think my shop had that. Yeah, yeah. L- look it up, look it up, and you'll see it. You'd be like, motherfucker, yeah. Yeah, the cover for two that I got is one of those frustrating covers that, oh, I hope that happens on the inside. No, didn't even come close to happening on the inside. Oh, that's too bad. But what can you do? That's too bad. All right, well, so uh, I guess talk about, let's just talk about them together, both issues. Okay, The Wild Storm. You know where I where I am with Wild Storm Comics. Yes. I have barely scratched that surface. Yes. Barely touched it. Um, I appreciate that Warren Ellis said that this is a jumping on point for anyone, for any new reader. Mm-hmm. And I would say that, that I would fall into that category. I sort of know some of these characters, sort of, because I've read some Paul Cornell. I've read some Warren Ellis. But not a lot. Sure. So I recognize the engineer. I recognize Zealot. Um, I recognize Grifter. Um, there were some characters that I was like, wait, who's that? <laughs> because then my frame of reference will shift to Wildcats 2.0. And I and I would be like trying to put some of those characters like is that that character mm-hmm. like I so that was a little confusing, but it is the Wildstorm 
completely remind, and I know I've talked about this before, completely, almost perfectly reminds me of when I first got back into uh, Capes and Cowls. Mm-hmm. And I had no clue what I was doing, but, well, let's jump in. I followed Bendis on the independent scene. Now he's doing uh, Marvel Comics. I'm going to pick up a few issues. And I was completely confused, even though I knew who these characters were. They they weren't my characters growing up. So I sort of barely knew who these characters were. And that's the wild storm for me. Okay. Like... But also, just like those Marvel issues, it made me... I went along with the flow, just like when I was reading Planetary. I had no clue who these characters are. But it kept me interested because the writing's so good that, like, I want to know more. Mm-hmm. I want I want this universe fleshed out. And the Wildstorm felt that way for me. Absolutely. Like, it feels almost like a mystery because I don't know the connection and the relationship with all these characters to each other. Mm. So I was a little confused and hearing like you and Daryl talk about it. Like, okay. Like I, I did not even hit on, (laughs) I would say I didn't even hit on 90% of what you guys were talking about. Sure. But for me, that's exciting. Well, but see, but I think that's what makes me extra excited about it. Is because I feel like it's accessible enough for new people. Uh-huh. Um, because I mean, everything that's happening, you don't need to have any back history, right? They're really oh, introducing everything, and even then, the way that the characters interact are slightly different. Uh, I mean, uh-huh. like in issue two, they've got Zealots working for uh, Trelane, who was one of the founding members of Stormwatch. And that's kind of odd because that never happened, right? Wouldn't wouldn't even know that. Yeah. See, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um. But so so there's but, there's like subtle. So what they've done is they've pretty much changed it, where pretty much every team is like its own. It's like run by a company. Yeah. Right. Because even even Skywatch seems to be not quite government controlled. Because, uh, I mean, they were like a, a unit of the, the uh, United Nations. Um, even then, it seems more like a, maybe a for-profit thing. I don't think we've seen enough of Skywatch to know really what they're doing with it yet. Uh, right. Because they've been concentrating on Marlowe's company and IO, but um, introducing Skywatch in, in the second issue. God, Bendix is my favorite. Anyway. Um, yeah. He is. He was such a badass. He's like the biggest asshole. Yeah, he had he had some gr- well one great scene for sure. And in this in second issue, you mean? Yeah, when he just walks by and doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. That was the best I know. And see, as like, well as if, if you... uh, yelling at the one the one woman, and that told so much about their relationship and never hearing what that's about and then him walking by with that glance is like oh i have no idea what's going on there but i do sort of know what's going on there yeah there was no dialogue when they were yelling yeah yeah that was exciting it was great um yeah so that's cool so overall 
As an introduction, as an introduction to you, how do you feel about it? Well, let me preface this: that I've been hearing so much about this comic and El- and Ellis coming back to Wildstorm and all of this, all this hype. And I mean, thank God you threw it out because even just hearing the hype from the very beginning, it got me more and more excited and pumped for it. Uh, and even hearing all this, even on the periphery, hearing you guys talk about it, mm-hmm. do you even real, and I'm maybe I'm just a dum-dum, but it took me reading the Ellis uh, little interview at the end of um, issue one, mm-hmm. To realize that it's the Wild Storm, not Wild Storm. Put oh, really? It's two separate words. Yeah, and I was like, God dang, that is so subtle and cool. Mm. Like, he could just take this anywhere if he wanted to. So I just... it, it, it There's so many levels and layers, and I like that I'm only scratching the surface of it. Like I want it, I want to get to know more about um oh god, Miles Craven. Yep. I want to know more about him. I also want to know more about uh the guy who gets blasted out the window. Marlowe? Yes. Alright, so let me ask you a question. As a new person mm-hmm. to this. Mm-hmm. In the original Wildcats, Jacob Marlowe is a little person. He's a midget. Did you get that in the first issue of this? No. Okay, good. Because in the second issue, it's obvious that no, he is. I a, did not. That he's a little person. Because Grifter, like when they when he's talking to Grifter, Grifter's like twice his height. Uh, no, I didn't get that whatsoever. Really? I think they even uh-uh. make a joke about that. I think Grifter makes a joke about him being a little person. That's really interesting. Yeah. I remember from what is it, Wildcats 2.0, I remember that there was like an alien that was like a midget dude. Well, Marlowe is an alien. Yeah, see, I, I, in my head, I'm like, is that the same guy? <laughs> yeah, Mar- I remember Marlowe is Lord Marlowe. Amp. Yeah, Marlowe is I Lord totally, Yeah, I totally remember that name. So I'm just like, I was trying to put it together, and I'm like, this wasn't the Sean Phillips... Joe Casey Marlowe that I remember. Mm. So no, this is really cool, and believe me, I I'm looking forward to reread. I will be rereading this a couple times just to wrap my head around it. So and it and it sort of inspired me to want to pick up pick up all the issues. Shh, you should. I know you should. The only thing that sort of threw me was the voodoo song or whatever the hell it was yeah that was kind of out of nowhere right that one page yeah yeah with the lyrics like got completely out of nowhere yeah that was random and she's like singing upside down in a flying saucer Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah that was weird maybe that's like what she does she's a a pop artist and a spy on the side sure I mean, why not, right? Um, yeah. So I posted my favorite panel from issue two on Twitter, and I tagged you in it. Um, that's when Boyd yeah. is uh, teleporting Grifter and Voodoo um, to go find yeah, the that... engineer. 
looked very authority that, That's exactly why I loved it. That's exactly why I loved it. Yeah. Um, and Void, Void always had this, this ability. Um, I like this Void better. Um, this Void... I remember Void vaguely from, like, covers. Yeah, and, I mean, she looked... She... I mean, if you read Valiant, she looked like the new Deathmate. Um, mm. Mm-hmm. She had that like metal skin body, so all you could see is her face. She was very tall and slender and looked a little more mature. Um, this voodoo or this void is much younger. Um, and granted, she's appeared very little in the two issues. Um, she seems like a very young android type. It it's really intriguing. It's the most I, it's the most I've been intrigued probably since Book of Death. Wow. It's just because Book of Death all like yes, it I I've had I've had tentacles in the relaunch as well as after the relaunch going back and reading, you know, some mm-hmm. some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but still it it felt like a history that I wanted to get to know more. So th- this is even gone beyond that. Hmm. Just I I don't know where it's going to go. I I completely realize after gravitating towards the cover that I grabbed. Yeah. I even thought about it before reading it of like Grifter not have been as soon as they got acquired by DC. How is that character never really latched on? Because that is a cool character design. Yep. A simple cool character design. You know. I mean, his solo series did pretty good for DC. I mean, it ended up being canceled. But, it, but... I know, and I've and I've read his. I think the first issue of it, and I. It seemed pretty darn cool. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. It just maybe it's just n- not meant to be mainstream. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm really looking forward to where it's going, and it's very bizarre to, and I, I think that's why I love Ellis so much because he's not explaining what the engineer powers are. He's not explaining any relationship to anyone. Yep. Well, in, in issue he, two, kind of expands the mystery, right? Because they talk about how Angela's kind of a second tier engineer at this place, and yet she's got this stealth technology uh, from the Skywatch mm-hmm. ship that crashed. So, yeah, it's just he's he's so smart about stuff like that. Th- this book, I think the the perfect audience for this is either an Ellis fan or an old Wildstorm fan. And I'm I'm sure they're getting some new people picking this book up, but I guarantee you that the majority of people buying this are those people. Really? I guarantee it. Well, I'm sure that's the easy mark, but I I would also look at this book as something that a political intrigue like somebody who is paranoid about big business. Mm-hmm. Or even like a corporate spy, an espionage. I could see people digging that. Hmm. I could see that, yeah. Because I'm drawn to it. Like a CEO gets bumped out of a building, 
and then he gets saved by a person who, in in a rocket suit. What? Like that's that's pretty interesting. Um, issue one did pretty well. It did almost fifty thousand copies. Wow. It was uh, right below Wonder Woman. Yeah. It's number well, I... number twenty three in the uh, rankings for the month. I would like to know where issue four will hit. I agree. Yeah. Uh, although I will say, it I, don't, does, I don't think it's going to matter. I think the only stipulation with this series, the only stipulation with this is going to be if very, Warren Ellis wants to keep writing it. And maybe they backed up to get 24 issues out of them. Or 22, whatever it 24, is. 24, yeah, 24, yep. Yeah, maybe that's he's committed twenty four issues, that's it. Who knows? Dude, but I'm, I'm I, telling you. I'm telling you. They're like, here's a bunch of money, you do whatever the hell you want. Have fun. Bye. Oh, he needs that freedom for sure. Yeah. I'm just curious if the sales numbers start going down, whether he loves it or not, will they just let him keep writing it to write it? Who knows? I think if depends on I'm sure it depends on how much Jim Lee is invested in keeping this going i think well i think jim lee is invested in it um but again if they're letting him do whatever he wants i'm sure he'll stay on and buddy that 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 makes the comic book landscape that much better for us because it does definitely feel very niche oh yeah reading it totally brought me back to planetary mm, yes and no matter how wonderful you think that is, it still is a very niche book. Um, I I didn't look at uh, solicits for the next issue, but I did see a cover, and I'm pretty sure it's a new Jenny Sparks. Well, he even mentioned in his little, um, little interview in issue one that I mean, he even said Jenny Sparks is coming. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 all good and believe me this art makes me want to track down uh Hunt's other image title. Uh, like that that is a nice clean style that he has. He was doing uh a book for Vertigo, right? Wasn't he doing the one with Gail Yeah, Simone? Vertigo, sorry. Uh I believe so. That sounds right. Let's let's look this up here. Uh, let's do. Uh, let's use our clappers. Uh, it's Vertigo's clean room. Clean room. That's the one. Nope. Clapper doesn't work. Oh no. Yeah, clapper's broken. But it's. I I I love that it it's it's a layered onion for me. Mm -hmm. But if I was in your shoes and I read and completely know all these characters, then I'm sure it's so much more rewarding to see the different uh, connections that characters have with each other. Oh, man, I'm telling you. It's like fucking, uh, I don't even know, like a kid at Christmas time. Yeah, that's why this makes great reading and rereading. Mm -hmm. I mean, I reread Planetary all the time. I reread a lot of those books that, like, 
were mysteries to me back in the day. And then all of a sudden I start filling in all of these pieces and then I go and reread the source material for it. Mm -hmm. At least for me, the beginning of it. And it's like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even see this power play that was going on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm all in done and done. Oh man. Now I'm, now I'm debating. Do I, do I grab them digitally or do I buy them floppy? Even though floppies are going to be a hell of a lot harder for me to go back and reread. Yeah, that's true. For me, because I don't have any long boxes that are alphabetical. They're just all randomly thrown in. No, no, I, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it might be better for you to stick with digital, right? But it's tough because I also want to support it. I would love to call up my comic book store and say, put me down for the wild storm. Yeah. Put that into my box. Yeah. And I think I threw this out on the Twitter verse to you. I also asked them for the new Gabriel Hardman, the Belfry. Oh man. Yes. And that was sold out. Really? Which bummed me out. But also I'm like, Hey, if Gabriel Hardman's making some money, whether that's a low, Rollo print run, or or, did, or just didn't order enough. Either way, that looks good on it. Like I'm excited for that. Well, I mean, you can get it on Comicsology for two bucks. I know, I know. I realize this, but I, I think that's exciting. And I hate to say it, Gabriel Hardman, especially like with um, Invisible Republic, mm -hmm. his him and his wife's extra stuff that they, they put into Invisible Republic mm -hmm. almost doesn't want me to buy digital. Because <laughs> they add, she adds a lot of prose, like article pieces, and he'll add a lot of like breakdowns of his art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, I don't know if they're in the actual physical trades or not. I'm not sure. But he's one of those few creators that's smart enough to real. And I mean, Brubaker does the same thing um, where they'll, they'll throw in like for sleeper, he'll throw in like things that he was thinking about or inspirations sure. for creating, you know, such and such issue. So I, I haven't read um, the Belfry yet, but I do mm. have a copy of it. Oh, look at you. Um, Big baller. If you um, if you get a copy, uh, if you end up getting a comicsology, let me know. We can talk about okay. it next episode. Okay. Good to know. Um, if not, I won't talk about it. I don't mind you talking about it. I like <laughs> it. Anytime we talk about Hardman, it's always a good time. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do a, a follow-up comment. Um, we're done with Wild Is this a correct? Is this a correction? No, it's not a correction because uh, oh. we're, we're never wrong. Okay, The media oh, is always ooh. correct. Well, I wouldn't uh, go that far. <laughs> we, uh, we only uh, talk about facts here. But um, what was it, like a week or two ago, I was talking about Grass Kings. Yes. The new Matt Kent book. Yes. So I wanted to, to have an addendum comment to uh, my brief discussion of Grass Kings. Because mm -hmm. um, I wasn't quite actually. So... Yes, actually, I think that was the book that we were discussing that I wanted to get. Oh, that might have been it, right? Yeah, 
I think I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, the, from the Boom. one the one that you need to get is also God Country. You should read that. Oh, okay, good to know. But go ahead, your addendum. So my addendum. Um, so I I was correct in my assumption because if you remember, I said uh, maybe after listen to our uh, friends at Boom Addiction, uh, I might change my mind on this book. Oh. Um, and that was actually the case. Um, I, oh. I talked. I talked to uh, talked to Chris a little bit uh, Monday that Monday morning after we recorded, and uh, nice. he sent me the episode. And I was like, "Oh, Grass Kings!" I was like, "We're probably going to disagree on this." And wow. um, I listened to their episode, and I think I was I was right in some of my assumptions. I think maybe I focused too much in the middle piece of the book mm. which is the part I didn't enjoy and okay. I should have focused more on the beginning and end which were the parts that I really loved <laughs> um, but for some reason the middle just because it's just not my thing it sure, kind of sure. let me down on the book um, but also like thinking about it the few days afterwards um I think it has a lot of potential, so I don't I, I don't even know if I rated it, but whatever I would have rated it, it deserves maybe uh, a star higher, we'll say. Um, it's still not quite a, a must-pick-up for me yet, but it's got a potential to be one of those books if it goes in the direction that I'm hoping it does. So I just wanted to do uh, my addendum on Grass Kings by Matt Kent. Uh, just an addendum to our talk just three minutes ago. <laughs> you yes. are absolutely correct. God Country was the thing that I really wanted at uh, my comic book store. Yes. I pulled up the, the image of the first issue, and you are right. It's the gigantic Final Fantasy sword. Yep. And yes, that that i need i need that in my eyeballs yeah that's the uh danny kate book from image mm-hmm. good god that looks great yeah dude they're two i mean they're two bucks in comiXology if you want to just do that um or we can just wait for issue five that looks like that could be the cover of the year for me uh, i hadn't even looked let me let me let me get up holy here. christ it looks like a Marvel Celestial, if oh, a Marvel yeah. Celestial held the Hammer of Doom. Yeah, that's pretty badass. Good God. That's pretty badass. I'm telling you, dude, Donny Cates, if he puts out a book, all you mm-hmm. have to do is just go buy it. Just really? Don't, don't even worry about what, what it's about. Just go buy it. Okay. That's a good recommendation. That's solid. It's, it's going to be good. I promise. Dude, you should go... You should go read the Ghost Fleet. Ghost Fleet. Yeah. Okay. Ghost Fleet. It came out. I don't know. Two years ago. Three years ago. Um, Dark Horse, maybe. Boom. One of the two. Okay. Um, it's uh. Dark Horse. Dark Horse. I'm looking at it now. I'm yeah, trying Dark to think Horses. what I want to compare it to. Um. Um. Maybe kind of like Escape from New York. 
Ooh. meets like um, I don't know it, dude. It's like if you love '80s action movies, like this is uh-huh. a comic book homage to that. Oh, that's cool. All right. Yeah, I'll take that. Ghostly was awesome. That sounds great. Where was this recommendation when there was a Dark Horse sale? What the hell? I don't pay attention to that stuff, man. Buddy, I always throw throw out the sales to you. I know you do. I usually don't pay attention to that. Although, Nick, I will say I'm considering going back to uh, to full digital. Yeah, you should. Welcome back. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about it. We'll see. Yeah. Not quite That's... sold there yet. It's. Uh, I told you before. I complained. Like my setup here at home. Mm-hmm. Unless I have natural sunlight coming in, my my darn bulbs with my old man eyes, they can never get bright enough where I don't have like a horrible shadow coming into the comic book. I mean, you know how you fix that, right? Yeah. You get some uh some 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 gas lamps. You set them around mm-hmm. the house. Uh, and then fall asleep and have the house burn down. Listen, Nick, you know, I'm like you're trying to make this complicated. I'm trying to make you uh, as lo-fi as possible, okay? I like my digital setup. You don't need to change that. I know, me too. You go do you. I'm thinking about getting a Roomba. Oh, I love my Roomba. Are oh, you, you have one? Me? Dude, I'm on my second Roomba. <sighs> I love my Roomba. There's a new one that's uh, controlled by Alexa. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. I like that. No, it does a bang-up job. It goes places where I would never expect it to go that you can't reach by regu- unless you're moving furniture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, definitely get the upgraded version. You have dogs, and you need that. I have wood floors, so well, we can go with a, a scaled-down version. I'm pulling up the carpet. so. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. But still, you got a lot of dog hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I become a little anal when it comes to emptying that thing out. So about every 20 to 30 minutes, I'll pause it and go empty out the filter, hmm. whether it needs it or not. Um, it gets stuck maybe two different places, like under the kitchen, like counters. You know how there's like the little lip where the tile meets the, goes up to the floor, that type of thing. Yeah. So some, you know, it fits almost perfectly under there, except for a couple spots where obviously the counter, the like counter, the base has like sloped down a little bit with time. So it'll get stuck there. Mm. But even if it gets stuck and you're out, like I'll hit it and I'll like go out and do my thing. All it'll do is beep and then just like shut down. It's not the end of the world, you know? But it's so easy just to hit it and, like, forget it. Go. That's what she said. Oh, it's wonderful. Hit it and forget it. Episode title. (laughs) It's pricey, but it's well worth it. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I think once I pull the carpet up, I might do that. Yeah, it's well worth it. I've never gone the route of um, the wet one. Yeah. So I, I... I don't know anyone that has done the wet one. I mean, I like them when they're wet. I'll say the the first one, the only reason it didn't break down, 
like and it's very easy to like sort of self repair mm -hmm. unless you have to actually like go in and do something with like the chip or any of the electronics but like any of the brushes and stuff like that it's very easy to clean and like break apart mm -hmm. and the first one it wasn't that it broke down it was just the battery from all of the charges all the charging after about two three years it just wouldn't hold a charge mm. and could i have gone online and replaced the battery sure so it i don't i don't have anything bad to say about it i might have to check that out nick i don't know let me let me yeah. think about that that's very tempting with the alexa app it should be a tempting i mean it should empty itself out they should do, they should work on that you know what I mean? Like, think about it. How awesome would that be? Sure, sure. But that's not a deal breaker for me. No, I know, I know. I mean, dude, I've got dogs. Even with a regular vacuum, I've got to empty it out every, you know, 10 square feet. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dogs dogs leave a lot of hair, mm -hmm, so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But still, well worth it. That's cool, that's cool. Anything I should be picking up, Nick, since you're the master of the sale? Uh, are you looking at the Woman History Month nope. sale? What are you talking about? A comicsology. The nope. Women's History Month sale ends 4-2. Just um, started tonight. Let's see here. 30 minutes ago. Uh, let's see here. There it is. Women's History Sale. Mm, I might pick up Ghost. I like Ghost. Okay. Let's, uh -huh, let's keep going. Uh -huh. Lady Killer? That's good. I might pick that up. I think I have that yeah. already, though. I was eyeballing that, too. Uh, 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 Hexed. I think this is on my list to pick up. I need to go through my list and look. Really? Um, but for some reason, I thought this was on my list of things Looks that I have interesting. to read. Looks interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, maybe. Lumberjanes, Ooh, you know, this, Emma might be, Rios. this might be a good time for uh, Lumberjanes, Nick. Oh, I did not know Emma Rios did Hexed. Mm -hmm. That is on my radar, and that will be purchased. Maybe that's why. I like me some Emma Rios. Um, the rest of this, I'll have to look a little more, because it's not ringing like, off the top of my head. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I enjoyed the Captain Marvel War Zones. That was fun. Squirrel um, Girl's okay. No, Captain Marvel no, regular. Shut, no, uh, no, this podcast is canceled. What did you say? <laughs> Hellcat. Eh. Ms. Marvel's good. Captain Marvel's alright. Red Zone. Oh, this is the older one. Oh, the new one's on here. I want to read this, though. Which one? They relaunched Vampirella. Oh, wait. Is this the... Karina Betko one? It's, oh, uh, no, this no, was Kate before Lee. she did it. Yeah, yeah, this was before she did it. I've been meaning to pick this up. Damn, the single issues are 99 cents, too? Why <laughs> am I not reading this? I don't know. Somebody, Get in I, there. I think Aaron Bell was reading it, and he liked it. Aaron, if it wasn't hmm. you, I apologize. <laughs> um, or take the credit, who cares? Yeah, or take the credit. I thought somebody was... Yeah, and then when you turn over to page two, of course the DCs mm -hmm. aren't that great of a deal. 
No, they're not. They're all pretty much 99 cents an issue. Yeah. So. And I'm I've, sure you've already read most of those. I'll think about that. I might pick up this Red Sonia, though. I might have to pick up the Black Canary. Because Pia Guerrero yeah, is I, doing some I didn't of the like art. that run. No? I, I don't like I don't like the art. I like me some Pia. Yeah, I don't like that art. Um I like Pia Guerra and some other stuff. But mm-hmm. it just didn't quite work for me at Black Canary. And then uh the only other comicsology sale is the Realm of Kings sale. And I know how you are with your Marvel Cosmic. Um, but you might already own all this I, stuff anyway. I, yeah, so. I own the trades because I bought. I bought, dude. I bought all that crap. Nice. Rambo Kings, War of Kings, Annihilation, whatever else. You can't go all wrong with it. those. I haven't even started any of it yet. When Abnet and Lanning goes goes uh, into the cosmos, you can't go wrong with any of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some good stuff. You know, you know, with Exo Mana War, you know what that sort of reminded me in tone. Mm-hmm. A little bit, Planet Hulk. Yeah, I've heard that a lot, actually. But see, I'm not reading it. Like, I can't believe I'm hitting on stuff that other people are, and I and I like that. Okay. Yep. yep. So I'm not just talking crazy. You're not talking crazy. But I do like that he had that he has a stump. I do, <laughs> I do like that. Because uh... I was I was always wondering if the if the armor was going to grow him a new hand. Well, the armor had grown him a new hand. But I'm just saying another one. Like, get, get that stump out of here. <laughs> oh, and can I also circle back on the Wild Storm? Oh, sure, sure, sure. I mean, it's your so, show. Do whatever you want. Okay, thank you. Uh, the very the first scene with uh, Zealot. In the, they, in the first issue. Yes, first yes. issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when she is washing blood off of her hand, and then you see the person that is dead over by the urinal, mm-hmm. and nothing is said. It's just a blank, not a blank, but there's no dialogue on it, but just a, a piece of art. And it focuses in on the hand that has eight fingers to it. Mm-hmm. I'm like... I have no idea what I'm looking at, but that's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Ah, oh, love it. That's too funny. I'm in, and I hate that I'm in. No, you don't. You no, love what you're in. I do. Anything else you want to discuss? We haven't talked food, Nick. I know, but you we should... are also almost hitting three hours here. No, wow. we're not. Two and a half, two thirty-five. Holy Jesus! <laughs> Time flies when we haven't chatted in ten days. Oh fuck! It's almost midnight. God damn! I know, and I still have to get reading, and dude. Mm mm mm. we'll 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 leave we'll leave food talk for next time, folks. Yeah, we can we can go next time. This has been the Nerd Legion podcast with Nick Wetmore. You, hey, can, you can find him at Nick Wetmore on Twitter. You can find him at Nerd Legion on Twitter. You can email him hello at nerdlegion.com. Oh, Jesus. Is this another fake humble? <laughs> <laughs> what we're doing right now? Seriously? Come on. 
Uh, I don't need Twitter or email, dude. It's just automatically <laughs> uploaded into my brain. Are you off of social media again for another three days? No, you just mentioned my name and it just popped in there. <laughs> I get it. I get a right there in the back of my head. Yeah. Uh, I'll be at Geekfine. I guess you can find me if you want. Yeah. You don't have to. We'll catch you next time. Bye.